The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents High School Wrestling. Lammers is going to be taken down. He tried a little bit of a throw, and Dibbern just went with a inside trip and just about took him right to his back. Going to be 5-2 now. That's not over. Lammers gets the escape here. It'll be 5-3. Dibbern with the lead over Lammers. Oh, and he's dangerous. Today, it's the finals of the D3 District Wrestling Tournament in Cambridge. High School Wrestling on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hit Sports Club. Here he goes. He's got a headlock locked up. Lammers as they roll through. Might have just taken him to his back, and he did. Lammers is getting near fall. That's not even a wrestling move. He's just incredibly funky in the way he does things. We set it the whole match, and there it was. The road to Omaha is complete today for 56 individuals, but only 14 will be crowned district champions. All the action is coming up as Central Nebraska's best wrestling coverage continues. But first in your Tech pregame show, we'll join KKPR Sports Center, Doug Dude and Larry Baker live from Cambridge. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Cambridge High School. A quick transition from some outstanding Heartland Hoops classic action. Great basketball that we've had throughout the day. And Winnebago hitting a three at the buzzer to down Gothenburg and remain undefeated 80-78. to The rest of the action is now going to be on ESPN 1460 and 1550 the next couple of games. And then after the D3 District Wrestling Meet, we'll be back to the Heartland Hoops Classic here on Classic Hits. Again, Heartland Hoops doesn't change online, neither does wrestling at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Glad to have you along with us, Doug Duda, Larry Baker. Lots of storylines to get to, lots of great wrestling coming up. Not all the number one seeds are here, and not all the number one seeds are going to the state tournament. There has been some drama here today at Cambridge. We'll touch on it all right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. DuPont Pioneer Refuge Solutions provide an insect protection choice that's just right for any operation to help you get the most out of every acre. Talk about simple, it's Refuge Simplified. For more information, call your Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. Good luck, wrestlers. Town & Country Bank. They believe that a bank is more than just a business. It is a vital part of the community. With offices in Ravenna, Pleasanton, Litchfield, or Kearney, Town & Country Bank. Best of luck, wrestlers. This is Ron Wall with Cargill Ag Horizons Marketing Services. I bring Cargill's global knowledge to your home or office by delivering unique insights that can benefit your operation. To learn more about how our disciplined approach to risk management can benefit your operation, call me, Cargill, helping farmers prosper. They'll be there to help that commercial job get done. When it's a contractor who needs it done right, they'll be there. If you happen to need landscaping rock, a graveled entrance road, help you with your sand volleyball court, they'll be there. It's one of Carney's finest businesses, the original Broadfoot Sand and Gravel. The Shelton Locker and Shelton is a very proud sponsor of the Bulldogs and would like to take the time to wish the athletes and coaches good luck on the mats. Looking for the freshest meat and the friendliest people? Shelton Locker is the place to go. Shelton Locker says, go Bulldogs. 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete, every parent, and every grandparent. No matter what your age, occupation, or hobby, we specialize in getting you back where you need to be. Best of luck, wrestlers. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here at Cambridge, and we want to thank uh, Josh Graves and the fine folks here for their hospitality for a majority of years. The D3 had been back and forth between Elm Creek and Amherst, and Larry, the second time here in the last five years that they've <laughs> had it here at Cambridge. Yeah, and Cambridge does a great job. You know, the sports tradition in Cambridge is uh, long and distinguished. They know how to host an event like this, and they've done a wonderful job with it again this year, Doug. Well, we've had some excitement already here today as we will take a look at who's in the finals and who's wrestling for third and fourth and who has advanced to the state tournament. One thing hasn't changed. Amherst is going to win the district title, and uh, the, the second, third place looks like that has been taken care of as well. But, again, the overall number of points, uh, not what we're used to seeing, a little more balanced. And, again, we have a mixture. We have a couple new teams here, a couple new teams out. We're not used to seeing Stapleton all the time. Uh, so there's a mixture of some other teams that are up as always, in some that are uh, a little down in numbers. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, the story right now, in a sense, is the same. Uh, Amherst is dominating the district, but the narrative is much different, Doug, and it's going to be the same narrative that you're going to hear us talk about through the next week, and, of course, next week when we're in Omaha at the state tournament. Amherst is doing this a little bit differently, and we're going to see them if they want to continue next, uh, next week with another state championship. It's going to have to be done the same way. You're seeing this getting done with Amherst on the left side of the bracket a little bit versus on the right side, and uh, a lot of dogfight-type matches um, in in spots where they're going to have to wrestle above themselves in some spots and really fight and claw to stay where they are as far as ranking seedings, that kind of thing. Still taking care of business, just a little tougher road. Let's take a look at the team scores going into the final round here today. We now have 20 teams that are in this district. Wilcox held with two points. Eustace Farnham has 13 points. And Selma 21 points. Overton is 17th with 22. Alma is 16th with 25. Elwood is 15th with 28. Twin Loop is 14th with 35. South Loop and Axtell have 36, and they're tied for 12th. And Stapleton is 11th at 37 and a half. Now moving into the top 10, Ansley Litchfield has 42 points. SEM 9th with 43. Pleasanton is 8th with 44. They were the big story last year, but only five kids here at the districts, and they set in 8th. Sandhill-Stedford now a 20-point jump. This is kind of where you can draw another line with that 20-point jump. They have 64 points. Cambridge is 6th with 68.5. Arapahoe is 5th with 71. We have a tie for 3rd with Southwest and Elm Creek at 93. Franklin is probably the surprise here of the tournament. Not total shock because they have been bordering on the top 10 uh, in the rankings, but they have 120 points, and they are second. But Elm Creek, ranked as high as third by Husker Matt and seventh by the coaches, are setting in a tie for third, and then Amherst leads it with 197.5 points. So it looks like Amherst will be first, Franklin the runner-up, and then Elm Creek and Southwest will decide who gets third here in our final round. Yeah, when you take a look at those top four teams, all four traditional wrestling powers, uh, and you talk about the top 10 rankings and so on, and you know, maybe the story of the tournament today is does come out of Elm Creek and why they're in some ways sitting where, where they are. Uh, in the heartbreak round here, they lost their three-time state medalist and defending state champion, William Bloom, at 126 pounds, was beaten, will not go back to defend his state title, uh, Doug. So that does bring them down a little bit. Kind of a heartbreaking scene to watch. Congratulations to the wrestler that did get the win. But uh, 
that's a big, big loss. Yeah, you take a look. I mean, that's 20 points potentially that Elm Creek would have had on the board here and battling for the runner-up. And we've seen it before. It doesn't happen a ton. I mean, if you're the state champ or the runner-up. But when we're talking medalists, if you're in a tough district and all of a sudden you have to come back through the heartbreak round, I mean, it's one and done. And it doesn't matter if you're undefeated or number one or two or if you're a kid that's ran three in a row to come back through the morning. Uh, it's one and done. One move could do you in. And uh, we saw that here a couple of times today. Well, yeah, and that's what happened with him. He got headlocked, and to his back he goes. He gets pinned. Three-time state medalist, state champ. I mean, it's a big deal. In that weight, Doug, in the state, I can say there may be as many as 10 state medalists in that bracket. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's tough, and it does happen. But the other thing, if you roll that situation forward, that plays out big in a team race down the road. There's a young man that Amherst doesn't have to deal with when it comes to points or somebody like Creighton or Plainview. Uh, so that will factor in uh, to who can win the Class D state championship as a team. It's a whole different story in the sport of wrestling uh, as everything else. Usually you'll get bracketed out and wild card pointed in and all the team sports. That's not the way it is here in wrestling. And, of course, uh, it, it's also uh, with news coming out the last couple of days that Tyler Herman will be stepping down officially as the Amherst wrestling coach, taking a job with the Kearney Public Schools. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll look at the kids that are in the finals. There's definitely storylines here over the next two weeks as we get ready for Omaha and the state duels. And again, that's something you look at with Elm Creek. That that one, and I don't want to pile it on one young man because that's just the way it is. I mean, you cannot do that. But when you're looking at minuscule points it's something like that i mean think bloom could come back if they make the duels in two weeks yes but this might be something that keeps them out yeah no question i think it probably will shut the door on it uh doug but you're exactly right i mean the career may not be done from from that perspective we'll take a break here on the pregame show from cambridge and be back and let you know who's all in the finals who's going to state third and fourth after this This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best price for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by TNT Market Space, see kappagrains.com. The first bank and trust in Minden. Relationship banking is what they do. The leader in online banking with online bill paying and 24-hour banking at your fingertips. Minden's First Bank and Trust, what you'd expect from a friend. Member FDIC. Good luck, wrestlers. Your BP dealer in Gibbon and Kearney is Clevenger Farm Products. We would like to wish all the area wrestlers and coaches best of luck. Call today for a CFP fuel card. With Express Gas, you can pay at the pump 24 hours to better serve you. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and surrounding areas rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for this area. Best of luck at state to all the wrestlers and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer. Brian Trampy, your channel seed dealer, would like to say congratulations to all the area wrestlers and coaches on your hard work making it to state. From Ryan Trampy, your channel seed dealer, seedsmanship at work. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They've been providing insurance solutions to their customers in south-central Nebraska since 1885. Good luck, wrestlers. And let's take a look at the finalists brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Here are the wrestlers that are going for district championship, and you have to realize, unless it's the number one and two or two of the top three or four kids, 
uh, the district champ's going to have a way better opportunity to be in the Parade of Champions about one week from today plus one hour at 3 o'clock in uh, Omaha. 106 pounds, Alex Felzine of Franklin will take on Tayton Eggleston of South Loop at 100 and let's just stay and go with the consolation kids as well here. This will do that for you. Uh, Hunter Cobb of Amherst, who is one of the number one seeds, he'll wrestle for third and fourth against Elwood's Kent Ray. At 113 pounds in the finals, Trace Bosch of Amherst will take on Drew Goosen of Franklin. They are ranked fifth and sixth in the state. Goosen fifth and Bosch sixth. But here at the district, Bosch was the one seed and Goosen was the two seed. In the third and fourth place matchup, it will be Twin Loops' Zach Olson taking on Sandhill Stedford's Landon Hopkins. And that will be in the third and fourth place matchup. 120 pounds. Fourth-ranked Caden Guerrero of Southwest will take on fifth-ranked Tyler Pulaski of Pleasanton. And in third and fourth, it'll be Brody Metzler of Eustace Farnham against Sam Florell of Amherst. At 126 pounds, Keith Helm of Southwest will take on sixth-ranked Peyton Cumston of Amherst. Here's where the one and two seeds, this was the Bloom bracket and the McKeel bracket, both got beat in the semifinals. So these are the three and four seeds in that toughest bracket here in the district at 126, and then at 126, it will be uh, wrestling for third and fourth, the aforementioned Sean McKeel from Sandhills, or Dylan McKeel, excuse me, from Sandhills, Thetford, and then Stapleton Sid Simons, the one that pull out the huge upset over uh, Bloom here today. At 132 pounds in the finals, sixth-ranked Jeff West of Elm Creek will take on Ben Bogle of Elwood. And in the consolation, at 132 pounds, Seth Simons of Stapleton will take on Braden Cumston of Amherst. At 138 pounds, Brody Lewis of Franklin, ranked second in the weight class, will take on Connor Bonjoff of Cambridge. And then at 138 pounds in the third-place math, J.D. J.T. Bradley of Sandhill Steadford against Riley Nichols of Elm Creek. At 145 pounds, 5th-ranked Dawson Trampy of Amherst will take on 6th-ranked Devin Walker of Elm Creek. And in the third-place match, J.W. Schroeder of Twin Loop will take on Matthew Sweet of Franklin. At 152 pounds, Tony Vollmer of SEM is in that number one slot. He was able to come out of nowhere today. He was an unseated wrestler that came through, and he knocked off Hammond of Alma and then knocked off Maori of Cambridge in the semifinals. So Tony Vollmer of SEM, probably the story of the day, the lowest. I mean, when you're not in the top four, they draw you in. But Vollmer will take on fourth-ranked Colton Burke of Amherst. And then Hunter Mowry of Cambridge and Ashton Hammond of Alma made it back through, and they will wrestle for third and fourth. At 160 pounds, Kalen Klingelhofer of Amherst ranked third against fifth-ranked Garrett Freeze of Southwest. And then it will be Preston Walker of Elm Creek taking on Colby Collier of Sandhill Stedford for third. At 170 pounds, third-ranked Jacob Klingelhofer of Amherst and fifth-ranked Cole Hewitt of Sandhill Stedford, a rematch of the Amherst Invitational that we had last month. Usually here in this district, Larry, you see a lot of rematches. This is the only one. Yeah, and that is odd. I mean, all these teams see each other in about three different tournaments, and especially that one. And just for whatever reason, it just didn't work out today to have those. In third and fourth, it'll be Dalton Shimon of Arapahoe taking on Seth Rocheski of Ansley Litchfield. That is the third and fourth place match at uh, 170 pounds. Moving on to 182 pounds, 
the only number one ranked wrestler in the district this year, which again is saying something with a six-time state champion in Amherst and Elm Creek State rated and things like that. But Zach Kerner of Arapahoe is top ranked at 182, and he will take on Trent Christiancy of Franklin. Christiancy of Franklin is ranked fourth at 182. The third and fourth place match will be Cole Eggie of Amherst and Hunter Stratman of Axtell. Stratman of Axtell and Eggie of Amherst. At 195 pounds, Dane Bogart of Amherst will take on Grady Stunkel of Ansley Litchfield in the final. The third place match will be Miller of Anselmo Myrna, who uh, won a, a great match at the very end here. Chase Miller of Anselmo Myrna will take on Anthony Starr of Southwest. At 220 pounds, Polo Ramirez of SEM and Robert Gardner of Arapahoe are in the finals. In the consolations, Seth Andrews of Cambridge, Patrick Cure of Elm Creek. And finally at heavyweight, third-ranked Trey Keyshaw of Pleasanton will have a conference matchup with A.J. Skaggs of Axtell. And in the consolation match, Tyler Schultz of Cambridge will take on Jacob Peterson of Amherst. Those are the wrestlers that are headed to state and your championship and consolation matches brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. And we'll be back with more to Cambridge after this. When it's time to buy a new mattress, ask yourself a few questions. How are you going to get that new one home? Who is going to carry the old set to the spare bedroom and then dispose of the ancient mattress on that bed? This is Doug Bruce. And when you buy a new set of mattress from Bruce Furniture, we take care of all that moving with absolutely no extra charge. Not $40, $50, or $60. It's all free. And we might even wash the dishes and carry out the trash. Bruce Furniture, just right for you. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation says good luck wrestlers. See RAI in Ravenna, Shelton, or Loop City. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just your insurance agent, your friend. Best of luck wrestlers. Office equipment, supplies, and service. That's what LaserTech of Nebraska offers you. LaserTech, putting the serve back in service. Doing what can't be done every day and the impossible with two days' notice. LaserTech in sunny downtown Shelton. In the market for some Galve, see Mike or Del Taubenheim of Amherst today. Their primary focus has always been making functional and efficient cows, focusing on birth weights, maternal traits, pay weights, higher weaning and yearling weights, meat and muscle. Also your Traeger Grill dealer. Have a great beef experience with Traeger Grills from Taubenheim Galve. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back with you at the D3 District Wrestling Meet here at Cambridge. And we want to thank the many fine sponsors that allow us to cover this outstanding sport. Next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, updates all day long. And then we will have the live semifinals beginning at 5 o'clock on Friday, which is one of the best nights of the year, leading into the Parade of Champions next Saturday at 3 o'clock. And then, of course, coverage of the state duels at UNK on the 27th. But, Larry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm going to start my rest now to prepare myself for state duels. Well, yeah, it's a long, long day of wrestling. They've made a couple of tweaks to it, and uh, we'll see how it plays out again this year. Larry, uh, as we get ready here, uh, talk about some of the uh, key matches that will affect, uh, should be some of the better matches, and then maybe we'll be big as we move into state next week. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, and again, you've heard us talk so many times about this, how important it is to win or maybe how important it is to lose 
in this round because you just don't know if it's good or if it's bad. But I will tell you, Doug, at 145 pounds uh, with Trampy, Dawson Trampy from Amherst and Devin Walker from Elm Creek, it's important for either one of those guys to get in the right spot next week. They are 4-5 and five in the state. But I really see the 3-5 match at 160 pounds with Kalen Klingelhofer from Amherst and uh, Freeze out of Southwest, Garrett Freeze. They're a 3-5 matchup. That's a big, big match, Doug, again going to next week. But that will be a tough, tough match. And you see it again at 170 with Klingelhofer and Hewitt. Uh, uh, Sandhills Stedford there versus Amherst. Those are the big ones that I see today. Uh, because they're fairly evenly matched, uh, and uh, I still believe for Amherst to get done what they want to get done next week, Doug, they're going to have to end up on the right side of the bracket. Pleasanton only brings five, only will graduate one. The freshman at uh, Pulaski is a stud, Doug. He's got he's only got one loss on the season, and their heavyweight's good enough to get himself into the finals, so they'll need to wrestle well here. They are walking the wrestlers in to be introduced at Cambridge, and we're not far from bringing you all of today's action here on Classic Hits 98.9 and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are the Difference Makers. Schedule a campus visit today. The Lopers, by the way, are at the MIAA Championships going on tomorrow in St. Charles, Missouri. We're back with more from the D3 District Wrestling Meet right after this. The Bank of Bertrand thanks you for your business and welcomes you to this sports broadcast. The Bank of Bertrand is your full-service hometown bank and invites you to stop in and see them for all your banking. From commercial to personal, the Bank of Bertrand, member FDIC. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Axman Heating and Air Conditioning is your independent Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding areas. They remind you that now's the time to conduct spring and summer checks on your air conditioning units, getting you ready for the warm season ahead. Axman has all the Lennox models. Best of luck, athletes. Hand Machining in Pleasanton is proud to sponsor the area wrestlers. Trust Hand Machining for whatever machining you need. Large jobs or small, Hand is your general machine shop in Pleasanton. CHS Agri Service Center is proud of the area athletes and wishes them good luck in the game. CHS Agri Service Center in Alma, Holdridge, Bertrand, Loomis, Roseland, Smithfield, Overton, Bladen, Blue Hill, and Elm Creek. People and resources you can count on always. Go see Carl and the gang at Stadler Implement on East Highway 6 in Minden. You'll be satisfied with the service you get. Best of luck, wrestlers. Nichols Repair, Lammers Truck Line, and the River Stop would all like to wish the Pleasanton Bulldogs best of luck this season. Visit the River Stop before and after the game to get your snacks, drinks, and even pizzas. Go Bulldogs from Nichols Repair, Lammers Truck Line, and the River Stop, all of Pleasanton. Golden Harvest brand offers some of the highest yielding corn hybrids of any seed company in the area, and they're protected by the most advanced trait technology in the industry. So talk to Brent Woodman in Kennesaw today. Best of luck, wrestlers, from Brent and Sarah Woodman of Kennesaw. Of course, district wrestling is going on throughout the state of Nebraska uh, today with all of the meets wrapping up in Class A. You see Carney and Hastings competing in the uh, A1 going on down at Millard South. And we will take a look at uh, some of the team results there for you in just a minute. But uh, we also have the C4 going on. Carney Catholic is uh, up there in a broken bow. 
for Kearney right now. They are making a run. Millard South, 177.5. Kearney, 166.5. And they are wrestling the consolation matches now at 126. Now they move it up to about 152, where they've jumped into mixing the third place in championship matches. So they're about halfway through the finals there. And then you take a look at what's going on uh, up in uh, Broken Bow. Valentine dominating that, and then it is very, very close uh, after that. Uh, checking where they're at there in the consolation semifinals, the heartbreak round it looks like. Wrestling at about 145. Carney Catholic, Broken Bow, Bridgeport, about three points separate second through fourth there in the team race. As far as number of individuals that will make it to state from our district, Amherst leads the way with 12. Alma and Anselma Myrna have one. Ansley Litchfield, two. Arapahoe, three. Axtell, two. Cambridge, four. Elm Creek, five. Elwood, two. Eustace Farnham, one. Franklin, five. Pleasanton, two. Sandhill Stedford, five. South Loop, one. Southwest, four. Stapleton, SEM, and Twin Loop all have two. We're about ready to get it going. You've been listening to the new West, you've been listening to the new Tech Seed pregame show. See Terry and Jason Stark are a new Tech Seed dealer near you. D3 District Finals get underway right after this. First Tier Bank is proud to support the area wrestlers. Online banking is one of the many services at First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge. An equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Ravenna Sanitation's dependable quality service is perfect for your home or business anywhere in Buffalo County. Find us in the Pleasanton phone book. Good luck to all our area wrestlers from Ravenna Sanitation. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Best of luck to all the wrestlers in state from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Shop your hometown-affiliated food store, the Kennesaw Market in Kennesaw, where they offer great service and competitive prices on all your groceries, including dairy products, the freshest produce, and meats. It's all here at Kennesaw Market in Kennesaw, proud to support our area wrestlers. Zorb Farms appreciates how hard these young athletes work to make the team. The lessons of teamwork and good sportsmanship are traits they'll carry the rest of their lives. And finally, a word of thanks to the teachers and the coaches. Larry's Market in Shelton provides you with fresh foods, your own hometown party supply, and deli sandwiches. Everything you need in Shelton, why shop anywhere but Larry's Market in Shelton. Best of luck, wrestlers. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, ready to go with the D3 finals here on KKPR-FM. Kearney, Amherst, Pleasanton, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Alec Felzine of Franklin, Tayton Eggleston of South Loop, up first, Larry for the 106-pound championship. Yeah, and Eggleston did a nice job there. A lot of hand fight, and Eggleston gets the takedown. Minute left in the first period. Riding tough over Felzine from Franklin. Felzine gets the big reversal there, Doug. Almost catches Eggleston on his back. And now Eggleston's going to reverse Felzine back right to his back and is now getting back points. Of course, he's going to slide him off the edge of the mat, so he's going to be able to get out of there. But a lot of action in the first period will get two near fall from Eggleston, so he is up 6-2, to two, just a minute 15 into the match, and over in the consolation, it is Hunter Cobb of Amherst against Kent Ray of Elwood at 106 pounds, and Cobb takes the takedown of the first period, and he will be on bottom to start the second. And Eggleston's 
uh, riding Felzine tough here. That was a, a pretty big flurry there, Doug. A lot of points. There were six points scored there between the two of them and just about ended with both guys on his back. Eggles, on their back. Eggleston, a freshman, trying to capture a district championship. Currently 20-8 and eight out of South Loop. Felzine, a sophomore, 19-11. and 11, So very comparable between these two in a district that stretches from uh, Stapleton and Southwest about as far south as Franklin and uh, about as far east that far as well. Yeah, it's a big district. Eggleston's doing a good job there. He's got a tough ride on the first period. It's going to come to an end. It'll be Eggleston of South Loop 6 and Felzine of Franklin 2. And Felzine's going to defer. I'm sure Eggleston will go down. That's what he takes there, Doug. Start the second period. In the consolation, Cobb of Amherst gets the escape to start the second, and he leads Ray of Elwood 3 to nothing in the consolation. Boy, right I... off the whistle here in the championship, they're rolling again. Yeah, Eggleston's tough. He's uh, got quite a style. He really moves and is fairly bendy. Felzine's doing a great job right now. He had a good arm bar, and now he's given up position. Eggleston's working to come out the back door here. Want to remind folks, the Heartland Hoops Classic currently airing on ESPN, 1460 and 1550 AM, and then back here on Classic Hits after our D3 District Wrestling. Eggleston is just on the verge of reversing Felzine here, Doug. Very, very close. Well, Felzine breaks him down for a moment, but Eggleston's got the leg. He's going to... Pop that head out, should get the reversal. Well, if Felzine could run a big power half here, Doug, he's in position. He'd probably get back points if he'd run it. Now he just got into it. Let it go, and Eggleston's going to reverse him. Eight to two, one minute left in the second period. Takedown now for Cobb of Amherst in the consolation match. 20 seconds to go in the second, and there's an escape for Ray of Elwood. So that makes the score five to one in favor of Cobb in the final 10 seconds of the second period. Yeah, Felzine is tough. This Eggleston is just. Kind of a, a tough style to wrestle, real bendy, and uh, just keeps moving. Felzine's doing a nice job. He just finds himself down 8-2 to two on all of his effort. 40 seconds to go there in the second period of the championship. Felzine tries to roll through, but they're on the edge of the mat. Don't think that's enough for one. They're going to reset. Yeah, that was close. Another was going to be another one of those roll-around uh, situations where who knows who comes out. Ray will take bottom for Elwood to start the third period, but Cobb of Amherst leads 5-1 to one of the third place match. And a roll through again over here by Felzine, and he almost rolled through to his own back. Tell you, Eggleston's got to be careful in this, Doug. He's clearly the better wrestler controlling things, but Felzine's dangerous. He's just about had him on his back several times, and when that happens, it's a little spooky because one of those will stick. Squirming a lot here in the... 106-pound championship match with the second period coming to an end. It'll be Tayton Eggleston of South Loop, 8, and Alex Felzine of Franklin, nothing but Felzine will get his choice here in the third. And is he going to go top or both up? No, he's going to oh, – we got some blood. Blood, yeah, they're telling him blood. Blood time there. Another takedown and escape over – in the third-place match, Cobb of Amherst leading Ray of Elwood 7-2 with a minute 15 to go in the matchup. Next, Trace Bosch of Amherst, Drew Goosen of Franklin, uh, our first top-six matchup, rated rat matchup in the finals. Coming up at 113, that'll be followed by another one, Caden Guerrero of Southwest and Tyler Pulaski of Pleasanton at 120. And then the toughest weight class that was here today, 126, where the three and four seeds advanced through. Well, 
not even that. Uh, you had the one and two seeds not advance through. That's right, and, and, and the one seed doesn't, you know, he gets beaten the Constellation semis. Now, that's one thing. You say you're a three-time medalist and a state champ. It's a heck of a career. And they say, well, what happened your freshman year? Well, it was my senior year that I didn't go. That's a tough pill to swallow. No doubt about it. We're back to wrestling here, and Felzine did indeed take top. He's going to try and turn Eggleston. But instead, Eggleston is going to put himself in position for a reversal. And he's going to get the reversal. Tayton Eggleston now leads Felzina Franklin 10-2 with a minute and a half to go in the match. And I don't completely disagree with taking top there, Doug. Put your young kid in the position he's the most comfortable in. And, you know, you're down by six. See what can happen. And he just quickly gives up the reversal. Consolation match is coming to an end here at 106 pounds. Hunter Cobb of Amherst is going to defeat Kent Ray of Elwood and take third place at 106 pounds by a score of 7-2. to two. Yep, third place. You know, that dodges you, that district champ next week. So much better opportunity to advance on to the quarters and maybe catch somebody in the quarterfinal round that can get you to Friday night if you're a three seed as opposed to a two, uh, four. Now Eggleston trying to get Felzine turned over here in the championship. Might get it done. And he has gotten it done. And there's a pin. Boy, just that quick, he contorts him over and gets the stick at the 5-22 mark. We saw a lot of third-period pins in the semifinals today, too. Yeah, we did. A lot of that, some of these guys just not being able to keep the thing rolling. Just didn't remember seeing it that much. Sometimes you think, well, they got tired. Or, well, maybe you just were so tight in this match. Or maybe you dominate it and finally put him away. But... A district championship for South Loop and Tayton Eggleston with the pin. Now we move to 113 pounds. It'll be Trace Bosch of Amherst taking on Drew Goosen of Franklin. And in the consolation, Zach Olson of Twin Loop and Landon Hopkins of Sand Hills Stedford. Yeah, and fairly even match here. Goosick, you know, is 32-3. and three. Trace Bosch, 17-5, and five, was a state medalist last year, was beaten just at the end in the state semifinals. Uh... Had an injury this year, uh, has missed most of the season, uh, but very, very tough wrestler, long. Gusick looks big to me, Doug. He's a big 13-pounder, and he's got Bosch in some trouble. Bosch is in on a leg. Gusick's got a tough three-quarter half on here, and, I mean, he's putting it to him. That's a tough position because you hang on down there if you're Bosch, and your gas tank's getting sucked out, your chin's getting shoved down to your belly button. They now we're going to get a stalemate. 40 seconds in. Bosch is bleeding pretty good. Looks like it's coming out of his nose. That three-quarter Nelson, like I told you, Doug, that was pretty brutal. He got pretty physical with him there. And many times what that can do is slow that next shot coming down. You don't want to get back under there and get thrown in the torture chamber. We come over to the consolation match. It's a scoreless first period between Landon Hopkins of Sand Hill Stedford and Zach Olson of Twin Loop. You're listening to the D3 District Wrestling Meet here on Classic Hits. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more from Cambridge right after this. Citizens Bank in Loop City is a proud supporter of the area wrestlers. Citizens Bank appreciates your business. Best of luck to all the area athletes competing today. From all of us at Citizens Bank in Loop City, member FDIC. This broadcast is made possible by Clipper Publishing. Remember to read about our local athletes' accomplishments in the next issue of The Given Reporter, The Shelton Clipper, and The Wood River Sunbeam, or online at clipperpub.com. 
Tubbs Pub in Sumner offers daily lunch and dinner specials, including the best prime rib around. For great home cooking without the dishes, get to Tubbs Pub today, a proud supporter of all area wrestlers. For all your custom slaughter and meat processing, call Belchner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belchner Custom Meats is proud of our youth and all their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game. And we are back here at Cambridge. The blood has been stopped for the moment on Trace Bosch of Amherst. We're a minute into the period with Bosch and Drew Goose and Franklin scoreless. Yeah. Here in this period, yeah. we also had blood time and a consolation, so they haven't started the second period of a scoreless match. Yeah, Bosch got right back in on a leg, and Gusick again is just absolutely, he's got that three-quarter Nelson, and I mean, he's torturing him with it. Bosch is tough, he's hanging on, but I think Gusick's going to score from this position, Doug, and he does. There's the takedown, 38 seconds left in the first period. Goosen, 32-3 and junior, Bosch injured part of the season, a 17-5 and sophomore battling here. Yeah, and it's a situation where Gusick's length is tough to deal with there. I mean, those were two really good shots uh, by Trace Bosch, but he just wasn't able to finish. Now he's going to come out the back door, Doug. 15 seconds left in the first period. This is a huge score. Reversal for Bosch, tying it at the edge of the mat, and they'll come off the mat and have a restart with 11 seconds to go in a 2-2 first period. Yeah, you got to ride him out here, and, and you negate that takedown completely. That's a big start. Good crowd on hand here again. Full folks lining the walls as they always do up on the stage. So great crowd for wrestling here today. And again, a lot of action going on. Uh, Grand Island hosting the A4. We were at Norfolk yesterday. They're hosting a district. The A1 is where Carney and Hastings are out at Millard South where it's a very tight team race. The B4 out at Sydney. Uh, the C3 is being uh, hosted at Gibbon, the C4 is up in Broken Bow. So a lot of wrestling going on in the final 11 seconds here is just a scramble. So Bosch of Amherst and Goosen of Franklin are tied 2-2 at the end of the first. And Goosick will choose down to begin the second period. Yeah, Bosch deferred. Goosick went down. Bosch has got to make some money here. I think he's going to struggle taking Goosick down. He's going to have to try to do what Amherst does well, and that's uh, ride and turn guys, but he's in trouble here. Gusick's turned down hard on a switch, putting a lot of pressure on that shoulder. And will it be an escape or a reversal? Well, he's he definitely switched in position. He switched him, and Bosch re-switched there. Now they're into the position again here where Bosch is going to have to re-switch him, or Gusick's going to get the two. They've, they've re-switched twice. Over in the consolation, Zach Olson of Twin Loop gets a escape to start the second period, and now a takedown, and he leads Landon Hopkins of Sandhill Stedford 3-0. Yes, and there there is the reversal. Gusick gets the reversal finally on the switch. Bosch wasn't able to follow, so now it's 4-2, minute 15 left. Bosch is still hanging on that leg like you would if you're trying to come around for another switch. He really should let go of it and get started, I think, Doug. He's going to get cradled up here. Still a minute to go here in the period. 4-2, Gusick leads the way. Yeah, Gusick is, jeez, he's long, Doug. That just makes that so hard to wrestle. He's got to get going. Bosch has got to get going. Gusick's really wrestling well. Using his length, lots of forward pressure. Restart, 4-2, Gusick, and we got a false start on the whistle. Yeah, this, uh, this official's been really goofy on his starts here, Doug. He's cautioned a lot of people. I saw him in 
the last round, too. I'm not familiar with exactly who it is. Back over to the consolation. We start the third period, and a quick two points for Zach Olson of Twin Loop. He leads Landon Hopkins of Sandhill Stedford 5 nothing with a minute 40 to go. And Hopkins on top here in the third as uh, he's trying to get the turn. That was his choice. Yeah, and uh, Gusick's got kind of a ball and chain hooked up here, and he's trying to tilt Bosch. They're going to go right back to it. Bosch is allowing his wrists to be controlled, Doug. You allow a guy to control your wrists anywhere behind or in front, and you're going to get turned. So they call it potentially dangerous, and they're going to restart it here, and Gusick quickly trying to get a cradle set up here, but now with short time, it looks like he can just ride him out and take this 4-2 to two lead into the third period. Yeah, now I think it's tough what the choice is going to be. You struggled on your feet with his length. You couldn't ride him, and here, uh, when once he reversed you, you could never get away. Bosch's choice. And, and Herman just looked at him and said, it's your choice. I think Tyler probably run through the same thing in his head that I did there. Pretty tough this deal. You haven't really controlled any of the three positions. He was able to get a reverse after being taken down in the first period. So if he can do that again, it'll be tied at four. Otherwise, Goosen of Franklin is in control. And in control of the third place matches Zach Olson of Twin Loop. Now seven to nothing. Yeah, and you've got a situation here where Goosen's wrestling really well. Lots of pressure. And Bosch just isn't doing enough, Doug. He's not, he doesn't have enough movement. Uh, right now, big high half. Bosch isn't peeling it off. He's got to get to his feet and get started here. And escaping a takedown is what he needs to win this thing. Minute 30 to go. Goosey getting a little high here. Remember, that's how Bosch got the reversal as he scooped out the back door. But uh, he's got a long way to go here. 4-2. to two. Goosey still with the lead. A minute 15 to go in the match here in the 113-pound district championship. We've got another potentially dangerous that will put us into a restart. So over here in the third-place match, we can tell you it has come to an end. Zach Olson of Twin Loop is your winner. 7-1, to 9-1. to one getting two points there at the very end, 9-1 to one over Landon Hopkins of Sandhill Stedford. Yeah, I hear what you've got is Bosch gets the fresh start, 112 left in the match, he trails 4-2. to two. Gusick's just got to let these fresh starts go, and, and he very easy for him there. Bosch doesn't explode at all. And now a roll through. Is he going to get out of there and get the reversal? Man, did Gusick do a great job to maintain some control in there, Larry? Yeah, because that just about went to Gusick's back. Now Bosch has got a limp arm out, and he'll get the reversal, Doug. He's in a wizard position. 45 seconds to go. Not awarded yet. If he'll, if Bosch is going to get two out of this, Doug. Bosch is going to get two, maybe back points. 30 seconds left in the match. The score is 4-4. Trace Bosch of Amherst on top of Gusick of Franklin. And Gusick flattens out on his belly. Bosch trying to get him turned here. Down to 25 seconds, 4-4. And this is advantage Gusick. He's got to get out in the next 20 seconds to be a district champ. 15 seconds, trying to free that arm, trying to get a base here. Down to 12 seconds, 4-4 here at 113 pounds. Gusick at the edge of the mat, just leaning on him. is going to be Trace Bosch. Bosch is going to step over, and we are going to go to overtime at 113. Yeah, and here's the thing. This is where 
expect to see Bosch to get to the leg, and then he's going to have trouble finishing on the longer Gusick. Gusick will look to score off of Bosch's shot, would be my guess. Trying to become our second district champ of the day. Who's it going to be? Bosch of Amherst, Gusick of Franklin. First score here wins it in the one minute overtime period. And Bosch in on a single gets the takedown and it's over. Oh my gosh, they both kind of shot at the same time. I'm not so sure Gusick didn't get hit in the head, Doug. I think they bonked heads on the way in. Gusick is still down on the mat. Yeah, Doug, I think he's hurt. He is conscious, but he turns over and kind of also realizes what has happened in the moment. So Trace Bosch with the reversal with 45 seconds to go, rides it out, then gets the takedown 12 seconds into overtime and wins it by a score of 6-4. to four. Yeah, he's upset, Doug. You might be right. That may not have been bonked in the head. It may have... No, Trace just Tra- Trace actually just pointed to the top of his head and said, I hit him with something. They both changed our levels to shoot at the same time. It was like two Rams. Targeting. Targeting is right. 120-pound consolation. Brody Metzler, Eustace Farnham, Sam Florell of Amherst. They're just underway. And now the 120-pound championship. Caden Guerrero ranked fourth out of Southwest. Pleasanton's fifth-ranked. Tyler Pulowski, and they get right after it. Yeah, Pulowski right in. He's very aggressive, Doug. Dad is taking him all over the country wrestling. He's done a lot of it. And you you look at his body, very physically mature. Uh, This kid's going to be pretty good. Pleasanton trying to build on last year's best season in school history. And it takes a while to get the numbers out. And let's face it, the boys have been down this year. Uh, so they've got a lot of young kids. You look at that basketball team, a lot of young kids over there. By the way, congrats to the Amherst boys hoops teams. They beat BDS 70-40 to today in the first game of the Heartland Hoops Classic. Riverside beat Clearwater Orchard 71-48. And then Winnebago hits a three at the buzzer to down Gothenburg 80-78. to Action continuing right now with Central Catholic Seward. And those games are on ESPN 1460. Then after wrestling back here on Classic Hits, still have Adams Central and SCOTUS, St. Cecilia and Sydney, Aurora uh, taking on uh, Newman tonight. And then the last game, Omaha South against the state champions out of Overland High School in Aurora, Colorado. Yeah, and you know, you look at Guerrero from Southwest, you know, he's 38 and 1 freshman here. Wrestling Pulaski, that's a pretty good record, Doug. And after the early takedown by Pulaski, we do get an escape from Guerrero, so they're on their feet again. And you knew from the opening whistle this wasn't going to be a 1-1 go-to-overtime type no, of match. But I tell you what, Pulaski needs to be a little bit careful. He's trying to do a bunch of upper body stuff, and Guerrero looks good in that spot. Guerrero charges, trying to get him around the waist and put him down, but on the edge of the mat, so he doesn't want to go off. So he backs off to the middle of the mat, restart the center, without the clock stopping. Yeah, geez, they're getting after it, Doug. Two freshmen. And over on the consolation, Sam Florell has taken Metzler down to his back and gets the second period pin. One minute and 49 seconds. Florell takes third at 120 pounds. And remember, Sam Florell and uh, some of his teammates just battling to get into the varsity spot there. Yeah, no question. He's a good freshman. Of course, his brother... Four-time medal, three, three or four-time medals was state runner-up last year in Brant Florell, and we'll talk about it at the end of the broadcast. But he's a nephew of Dave Klingelhofer, and just it's going to be another long line of that family wrestling at the state tournament. Keith Helm of Southwest, who medaled at state last year, took third. Is going to take on Peyton Cumston of Amherst. That was the third and fourth place match at state last year. 
But right now, a lot to go in the very final seconds of this 120-pound first period. A throw for Guerrero of Southwest, and he's going to get the takedown over Pulaski of Pleasanton. Yeah, and it was a lucky deal, Doug, because it was a double that finished right to Pulaski's back as time expired, so you don't get any back points out of that. But I'm telling you, he's got to be careful. Guerrero looks like a home run hitter, and he's willing to get up there and swing through and miss a few to try to connect, and he'll hit one about 400 feet. So Guerrero, up 3-2, to two, chooses bottom to start the period. They are wrestling the consolation and finals at the same time. Uh, the consolation match is done. They're not moving on. They're waiting to start them both at the same time, which is excellent for the radio folks. <laughs> yeah, and here another wild scramble. Pulaski's going to catch Guerrero on his back, Doug. No back points yet. Boy, oh boy, if this thing doesn't end in a... Uh, pinfall, I don't know what could. Uh, Guerrero trying to get out of there after picking and choosing bottom to start the second period. Almost found himself out of this match, but it's 3-2. to two. Guerrero, after that early scramble, still a minute 20 to go here in the second period as Guerrero gets his base, now tries to come to his feet. Boy, Although no. I think he's trying harder for a reversal than an escape, but so now he's just... Well, it's, I think he got it. Got the reverse. It was just, they got to their feet, Doug, and instead of just stepping away for one, as you mentioned, he tries to headlock him and does get the two. You talk about it all the time. Give up the one and not the two, and I think that's exactly what Pulaski was getting ready to do. Okay, he's going to escape. Then he tries the big throw, and he actually didn't hit it, but they were so off balance that he just fell on Pulaski, and now it's 5-2. to two. Guerrero of Southwest with the lead. Still a minute to go in the second. They come off the bat, so a restart. Pulaski immediately to his feet. Gets the escape. 5-3. Guerrero, and he charges at the scorer's table, and off the mat they come. Yeah, and there's no question there, Doug. There was a situation. Guerrero listened to your advice. Guerrero uh, was going to give up the reversal, and he bailed out to give up the one. We're going to get injury time here. I'm just not sure. This has been about the third time they've gone off. And uh, Pulaski's wanted some injury time. They finally gave it to him. And there. it looks like he may have made contact with the gym floor at the edge of the mat. He's kind of rubbing his head. He's going to be okay. He's back on his feet. He takes a swig of water. They should stop the injury time here. 5-3 to three is your score already. Tate Nagelson of South Loop pins Alec Felzine of Franklin in 5-22. And then Trace Bosch of Amherst rallies for a 6-4 overtime win against Drew Goosen of Franklin. Keith Helm, Southwest, Peyton Cumston, Amherst next, and Jeff West, Elm Creek, and Ben Bogle, Elwood, Brody Lewis, Franklin, Connor Bonjob, Cambridge, setting on the hole. I will tell you, these are two of the best freshmen I've seen in a while, Doug. And they get after it again. Pulaski in on a single, but they're going to be off the mat again. 41 seconds to go in the second period. Yeah, Pulaski's going to trail 5-3. to three. They're on their feet. In Southwest, the old Indianola Republican Valley conglomerate right down the road here. 30 seconds. We are in Cambridge on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Elm Creek, Elwood, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. 20 seconds to go, and off the mat they come again. It's 5-3. Southwest and Caden Guerrero with the lead. And Southwest, hey. Pretty good day for them, too, right in the mix of things. Tied for third with four kids wrestling off to state. You've got a lot of wrestling history there, Doug. Uh, You know, the old Rep Valley, they won some state championships. You know, they hold the state record for most um, uh, uh, 
duels uh, won in a row. So there's a lot of wrestling history down at Southwest. Yes. They, they're going to get this right. They had a little question with the, with the score. Um, yeah, they changed the scoreboard. A guy from... It's one of the coaches from Southwest who was up on the stage kind of got involved, and he, was, he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> they, they had it right. 5-3. For a moment there, they had added another takedown escape. 5-3, 20 seconds to go, and off the whistle again. They're after it. And on a single is going to be Guerrero. Pulaski trying to counter. He does. Off the mat, they come. Boy, Guerrero looks like he had a case of five-hour energy drink about ten minutes ago. Boy, no kidding. <laughs> and it's wearing on Pulowski a little bit, Doug. This pace is wearing on Pulowski. But if you survive it like he has so far, you'll get into the third period with a score of Guerrero 5, Pulowski 3, and Pulowski will get choice, and Pulowski will take bottom here. Guerrero talking to his coach, so I just cut him, and that's what they're going to do. So they want to wrestle from their feet. Instead of getting an opportunity to get reversed, they're just going to cut him, and it's 5-4, wrestle from the neutral. Yeah, very smart there by Guerrero. He doesn't, he doesn't want to uh, give Pulaski a chance to roll around with him. He feels like he's controlling things on his feet. Knows that he's a takedown or two from salting this thing away. Good match here at 113. Carried into 120 now with Guerrero and Pulaski. Yeah, Pulaski hasn't been able to create any angles. Guerrero's done a nice job moving his feet. Lots of good head hands defense. Pulaski needs to get an angle created, Doug. 30 seconds gone here in the period. Guerrero shucks, jives, goes for the throw. They roll through, and there's the takedown by Guerrero. Pulaski... Just didn't quite get that extra little buck he needed on the roll through to land on top. Yeah, that was a little over-aggressive. And then once he came out of the roll, he needed to keep moving. He stopped moving, but he gets the escape. A takedown tie. Still a minute left in this match, Doug. 7-5, to five, Guerrero. Pleasanton trying to claim a district champion here at 120 pounds in Southwest. The aggressor, the 4-5 and five ranked wrestlers in the state, meaning both expect to be standing on that medal stand next Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. And both these kids are good enough. If they get in the right spot in the bracket, they're going to be tough. Ran him straight out. And the new college rule is that you go out like that anytime it is one. But that's a good one. He just backed straight out. Ooh, Pulaski takes a shot. Maybe not the best one. And Guerrero runs out of time. But Pulaski now knows with 35 seconds to go, he's going to have to take a quick one. He's got to take a good shot. All that pushing. His feet are going to hit the ceiling one of these times. If he pushes that hard, somebody's going to launch him. Guerrero stays aggressive. No stall. Have to worry about that at all. 25 seconds to go. Off the mat they go. Now, again, Guerrero is being aggressive, but he's being aggressive to get to the edge of the mat right off the whistle in case he gets in a little trouble here. So he's wrestling pretty smart. Yeah, he is. For the 38-1 freshman against the 31-1 freshman. Pulaski's only been beaten once all year long, and off the mat they come again. Guerrero's up 7-5 with 16 seconds to go, and here's where you gamble. Yeah. You're going to see points here one way or the he other. He just got to go. He's got to take one good shot. He does, and the roll through. How's it going to end up? Guerrero with the takedown. And Ooh, are we going to get an illegal slam? Yeah, you very well could. Did he call full Nelson? I'm not sure, Doug. 
Hang on, he hasn't given the signal yet. There's going to be one point to Pulaski with six seconds to go on Pulaski injury time. They started the injury time over. Well, I'm not going to say anything out loud, but no, I they, know they, they there should, should have been one t- 102 left on injury time. Yeah, they started it back at two minutes. So give the illegal and what did you see there, Larry? That sure just looked like a big flurry. Yeah, it, if it was a full, he must have just done it as they hit the mat because, uh, I mean, he slammed him, no doubt about it, but I didn't see the signal for an illegal slam, which would mean if he didn't continue, normally they'll give a flagrant deal if it's a you can't continue. And we are in a situation here that if Pulaski cannot continue, he will be awarded the victory because of an illegal slam? That's what I don't know. I didn't see that signal. Uh, That's what I'm curious about here, the point. But I didn't see that call. And Legitimately, there's a score clock, right? I've been moving around it, but right where they landed. So uh, Steve Faber, one of the best officials in the state, is officiating the uh, match. So... Uh, feel confident that he, uh, whatever it was, he will have gotten it right. Well, he was on it immediately. Yeah. He was on it immediately. There was no hesitation, or else the whistle wouldn't have blown. 40 seconds to go, and uh, official Faber says that out loud so the coaches can hear it. Pulaski's going to come to his feet, and he's going to finish. He needs to get an escape in six seconds. Well, no, they'll be on their feet, so uh, they'll be on their feet. He'll have to get a takedown in six seconds to win the match, or Guerrero will be your district champion. Yeah, and Steve's doing the right thing. He's saying, because he got up to wrestle, and Steve said, look, you got 20 seconds of injury time left. Take it. Yeah, because in six yeah. seconds, it isn't going to matter what else happens. And you were... The wrestlers shake hands again. We're ready to go with six. Off the whistle, all Guerrero has to do is Don't back forget, up. there's been a warning, Doug. There's been a warning. That's what he does. Pulaski took him down, but they say off the mat with two seconds to go. I think you could warn him again. There it is. That's going to tie it, Doug. Warning stalling, and it's the right call. He ran straight out of bounds twice. 7-7 going to the third period, or overtime. District championship on the line. Boy, a lot of fans really applauding, partly because Pulaski continues on, partly because the official got it right, and let's see what Guerrero can do here in overtime. So aggressive. He's been the aggressor. He's been scoring off the aggressive play. He's in on a single leg. Guerrero is in on a single. And and there's the takedown. That's the match. Guerrero almost threw it away, but he's able to get the takedown. Wow, two great freshmen. 9-7. And Dana Fisher has a question here. I don't know. They're questioning what the score was. Trouble is, there was somebody that went and told Dana, and Dana doesn't understand what's going on. He keeps looking back into the crowd, and the person that told him is just walking away further and further. Dana's not completely sure, but he'd ask. Yeah, and there he's getting some help. He's getting some help from another coach. Yeah, there's two other coaches. From other coaches, from other teams. (laughs) That's why I said so when Dana started to turn back, the other people started to walk away. It will be a final of 9-7. to seven. Caden Guerrero of Southwest over Pulaski. Tyler Pulaski of Pleasanton in overtime. Keith Helm, Southwest. Peyton Cumston, Amherst in the 126-pound final. So this 120s took a while. And then it is Dylan McKeel and Sid Simons. Stapleton and Sandhill Stedford in the consolation. This has been the toughest bracket of this district tournament. Well, if you've ever seen... 
what one of them ninja blenders can do to a bag full of lettuce and spinach. That's what this 126-pound bracket's been like, Doug. This thing is a mess, and it'll be the exact same way next week. So that was a long, long match as we took a look at uh, how long it's been. We've taken a break here, and we want to not miss any of this 126-pounder, so stay with us, and we appreciate all the many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school wrestling here on Classic Hits. A lot of hand fighting here in the early stages of Helm and Cumston. Again, this is a rematch of last year's state consolation match that went to Helm in sudden victory, 7-5, to five. so about as close as it can be. Boy, and that was close there. Helm tried a little, kind of a, just a foot sweep, and Cumston just about took Helm right to his back. Oh, man, these guys are getting after it, Doug. The makings of an 11-10 to 10 type of match here, but out of bounds they'll go and a reset. Yeah, and Cumston's had a big day, Doug. That was a giant win for him in the semifinals with Dylan McKeel. That is for sure. Back over to the consolation. There are no points in the first period between Simons of Stapleton, who had the huge upset, the upset of the day over Bloom of Elm Creek, the defending state champion in the consolation match. And now he's went scoreless with McKeel of Sandhill Stedford and will choose bottom to start the second period. In the championship, it is Helm of Southwest, Cumpston of Amherst. Scoreless through the first minute, but not for lack of activity. No, Cumpston was just in deep on a double there again, and Helm got him uh, fought off. That was a really good shot. Boy, the pace is high in this thing. 50 seconds left in the first period. Now Helm's in deep on a shot. Cumpston's got it defended pretty well. It's kind of li- No, they're going to go off. Uh, Cumpston had it defended really well, but then he started sticking his toes in the mat to get his own hips back. <laughs> well, that just lets the, uh, the offensive wrestler there regain hip control. And as, as you see, Cumpston kind of circling, looked like a boxer out there. And it didn't take long over here. McKeel took from the top. He's able to get the tip of the Stapleton wrestler and get a pin in a minute and 29 seconds. So Dylan McKeel will advance on to the state meet with a pin in a minute and 29 seconds, and there'll be more about that story as the week progresses. But it's nice for the youngster, the athlete in Dylan McKeel, to uh, wrestle through what has had to been an extremely tough day for him and get back to the state meet. Yeah, no question. He's a good kid, and if you remember... State runner-up from last year. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It was a tough finish for him last year. Went all the way to the state finals and had to fight his way through a really tough bracket today. It's been a tough day for him. Uh, but as you said, it's nice to see that he came back and did well, and the fans here uh, treated him good. So back to the championship. We had a scoreless first period between Cumston of Amherst and Helm of Southwest, and we'll get underway here quickly in the second period, and an escape right off the get-go here makes it one to nothing in favor of Cumston. Yeah, and his shots have been really good, Doug. He's going to have to defend that arm drag, though. Uh, oh, really good double again. Uh, he just can't seem to get it uh, finished. But Helm's got a dynamite arm drag, and he's either going to hit that thing one of these times, or I think Cumston will take him to his back. Cumston will catch him off that arm drag, and Helm will end up on his back off of one of those. So that's a position important to watch there. Moving on a single, almost got it into a double there for Cumston. Now they're wizard up, hip locked. Both guys have got to be real careful there not to end up on their back. 
And they break again. So restart in the middle here. Last couple of matches, the wrestlers, and maybe this is a Southwest thing, they, they'll, they'll get up and they'll walk to the center circle and say, let's go, let's start over, let's get after it. Yeah, again, as I said, now Helms in deep. Cumston's got the leg trapped. If he can get his hip on top, he'll score the takedown, Doug. There it is. So a takedown for Cumston of Amherst, and he's now up three to nothing. Well, as I said, as you mentioned that about Southwest, there's a lot of wrestling down in that area, uh, and it's a place that's got a lot of tradition. When you get a Southwest kid, they're usually pretty tough kids. So a restart here off of a stalemate. We'll put Helm on bottom from Southwest, looking to score, needing to score here off bottom in the second period, trailing three to nothing. Coming up next at 132, Jeff West of Elm Creek, Ben Bogle of Elwood, then Brody Lewis-Franklin, Connor Bonds off Cambridge, followed by Dawson Trampy Amherst and Devin Walker of Elm Creek. So we've got some old FKC rivalries here coming up. Yeah, this district's full of the FKC. You see that thing numerous times. Cumston's wrestling well. He's up 3-0 to zero here. 20 seconds left in the second period. They're going to come back and get a fresh start. Cumston's really controlled the pace of this match. Nine of the ten schools from the Fort Kearney Gee, Conference are in this 20, not in it? 20 school uh, get-together. Uh, well, Loomis, Bertrand Loomis That's being, right. being not in Class D. That's so right. there you go. And we've got a flurry here in short time at the end of the period. A reversal for Keith Helm, and that is huge because then he gets choice to start the third. Yeah, they get that done, Doug, with about five seconds left. About five seconds left in the period. Now it's 3-2, to two, a 3-0 lead going to the third. That's a much bigger deal. And, of course, Keith Helm is going to take bottom, so he needs to get out. Of course, Amherst, so good wrestling on top, as you've talked about a lot of times, uh, Larry. Yeah, this will be tough, though. I expect Helm to really move here off the bottom. I think if you're Helm, you can't let Cumston control your wrist. When Amherst controls your wrist, they score. You're listening to the D3 District Wrestling Meet. Here on KKPR-FM, Carney, Axtell, and our friends at Sumner Eddieville Miller. Also online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We'll have a break coming up here after this 126-pound match. Get you ready for the next group, our fourth final of the day. We've also had some quick consolation matches here. And Helm just battling, battling, battling. Broke down twice, comes to his foot, tries to hop away, and... Out of bounds they go. Hunter Cobb of Amherst takes third at 106. Zach Olson of Twin Loop at 113. Sam Florell of Amherst at 120. And Dylan McKeel of Sandhill Stedford at 126. Yeah, and it's as I said, you know, there's still a minute 34. There's only been 25 seconds run off of this third period. And it's been a fight. As I said, Helm's going to keep moving. No doubt about it. Cumston's going to have to wrestle. There's fight. Yep. I mean, he's, he's gone down to that leg a hundred times. And a stall warning has been issued here against Cumston for not returning Helm to the mat. And so now Helm needs to get out, get another stalling point, what you don't want to see if you're the, the kid, I'd let no him matter go who here, it is. Doug. I'd let him go here. And they are. They are going to let him go. So they're going to wrestle from their feet. But any kind of a stall call against Cumston and Helm will have the lead. So we've got a minute ten to go in the 126-pound final. Peyton comes to the Amherst, Keith Helm of Southwest, tied at three, wrestling yeah. from their feet. you got to let him go there. You're going to get another stall because he keeps dropping to the leg. You can't hold Helm. 
Just give him one now. Give yourself a minute to get the takedown. Cumston has controlled the pace. Other than that arm drag, he's controlled the pace his feet. 45 seconds to go in the match. We've already had two overtimes. And there's a feint and a shot there, but in on a single is going to be Cumston. I think he'll finish this, Doug. Helm's got a good whizzer. In some trouble. Oh, is he splitting him out big? He's got to shelf it. He's got his arms caught. If he can release that arm, Helm's going to get taken down here. 20 seconds, Helms faces him. They're on the edge of the mat. He might be able to get off the mat. And he does. They'll restart with 15 to go, 3-3 in the third. Cumston got too quick to finish that. He had it up. He just needed to get it pitted and take a little more time. He got too quick to his finish. They'll circle a shot in on Cumston. He's got Helm on a single again. Eight seconds to get him down. He trips him. They come to the mat. Big whizzer. Hip-locked whizzer. Absolutely no points. Overtime at 126. What a counter by Keith Helm of Southwest. And now we go to sudden victory. Or we go to overtime, excuse me. Yeah, which would then be the, sudden the, victory sudden here. Sudden victory, then the tiebreaker. Yep, yep. Then the ultimate tiebreaker. That's right. Right here. Look for that same shot. Now if he can get up, he'll crack him down. This and there's the shot. Comes to a single to a double. This isn't a good good place for Cumston. He's strung out. He needs to switch off to one. There he did. And we're oh, going to get a quick, quick stalemate. A quick stalemate there with 43 seconds to go here in overtime. Boy, Cumston has been in on the leg. Must be 10 times. He's been the aggressor. There's no doubt about it. Not that Helm hasn't been, but Cumston goes in so quick off every restart. 30 seconds to go in overtime. Helm's in deep here, Doug. He's in real deep. No, that's not two. He's funk rolled out. That's two now. And Helm will get the takedown and get the 126-pound championship. Keith Helm of Southwest. What a day it is for this youngster, Larry. Knocking off the defending state champion to get to the semifinals. And the senior, 41-2, is now 42-2. He came in as the fourth seed here and proved something today. He's, he's pretty tough, I'll tell you. He wrestled great there. He was 100%. He took one shot in the match, finished it, win the match, district champ. We will take a break from the D3 District Wrestling Tournament. we we'll right back after this. Locally owned and operated since 1883, a tradition of community banking, full-service banking with a strong dedication to their local community is what Minden Exchange Bank is all about. Berg Insurance in Kennesaw has your crops, farm, home, and autos covered. See Berg Insurance Company in Kennesaw. They've been protecting this area for over 50 years in a relaxing and friendly environment. Berg Insurance is a very proud supporter of all the area high school sports and would like to wish the athletes the very best of luck. Berg Insurance in Kennesaw. Relax, we've got you covered. Klingelhofer Wheel Drilling in Amherst would like to take this time to wish the area wrestlers the best of luck. Klingelhofer is a very proud supporter of high school athletics and academics. Try hard, do your best, and that makes you a winner on and off the mat. Good luck, Amherst wrestlers and coaches from Klingelhofer Well Drilling. 
This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meat's freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service, Adams Corner Market. With our producer-engineer Stacy Johns and Larry Baker, Doug Duda back with you here at Cambridge for the D3 District Wrestling Championships on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our wrestling coverage is brought to you in part by Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed representative. Thanks to Craig for being a huge sponsor of high school wrestling as we get back to action here at 132 pounds. Jeff West of Elm Creek, Ben Bogle of Elwood in the final. Seth Simons of Stapleton, Braden Cumston of Amherst in the consolation. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's Jeffrey West is tough, Doug. You talk about a long career. He's, he's been doing this a long time. Got himself some state medals. He's ground and ground, and he's a senior, and he's looking to walk in that parade, and he's the kind of kid that could. Looks like they're going to stop the action. Oh, for headgear. It's 2-1 to one now. Uh, West leads. West was kind of in position maybe to score there again, Doug, when they stopped it due to a headgear issue. Cumston finds himself on his back, Doug. Was leading 4-3 to three and just got pinned for third and fourth. Seth Simons of Stapleton, a pin. In a minute and 50 seconds. Boy, that really moved along over there. Yeah, it did. So Stapleton, who you just don't hear a whole lot about in the sport of wrestling in this district, and they've got a win here on Classic Hits with a third-place match and a little upset over Braden Cumston of Amherst. But Simon's a good young freshman, going to go to state with a chance to find a way to get a victory. Yeah, and this is the thing. This is what I explained. You know, we've seen a couple Amherst guys go out and win, seen some go out and lose. This isn't the old days if there was such a thing uh, with Amherst. This is how this is going to go next week. You're going to hear us talk a lot about it. If they're going to win their seventh in a row, they're going to have to be able to get through some of this stuff. As I said uh, when we were driving over, they're going to have to do it the Bearcat way. Carney High usually has a lot of wrestleback Saturday morning medal, fifth, sixth, third, fourth place matches where they nickel and dime and point you to death. Yes, you got to get some semifinalists and, and pick up those wins to get into the finals, but if you get five or six kids that can medal for you, not get in the finals, but medal for you, and that's what Amherst is going to need. And we're talking about it as a tri-city issue to begin with. Carney's going to need to Carney high themselves a little oh. bit because they've, they've got – it's an outside shot, but they've got a chance to win Class A – but they're going to have to do it that way because they're not sticking four in the finals. No, they don't have anybody ranked in the top two. Amherst right. doesn't have anybody ranked in the top two. I mean, and that's all paper and pen right now. But let's face it, where you're the favorite, where you're not the favorite, uh, they don't have any uh, projected state finalists coming into districts. No, they've got Now, some... of course, Tyler Herman ranks Class D, so right. he's got a couple of his Klingelhofer boys at number three. But uh, you might expect to see that they have a chance to get in. Back over here in the 132-pound final. The first period came to an end with Jeffrey West of Elm Creek leading Ben Bogle of Elwood 2-1. to one. He takes bottom and gets a quick escape here in the second. He's up 3-1. Yeah, and Bogle's in on a leg, Doug, but West is fighting him off hard. Wizard wrist doing a nice job. Wizard wrist going to stomp on the ground here. Big wizard, lots of hip pressure. West fights that thing almost all the way off. That's a great job. Fought it all the way off there. Just solid, uh, simple, technical, fundamentally sound wrestling there, Doug. Guys in on your leg. Hard uh, wizard. Get a hold of his wrist so he can't finish and then just get real heavy lead hips. Coming up next, a defending state champion in Brody Lewis of Franklin. 
will take on Connor Bonjuff of Cambridge. Now, he's ranked second at 138 pounds. That's because Cole Ashoff of Plainview is ranked number one. And uh, Lewis won the state final over Brant Florell last year of Amherst in an ultimate tiebreaker situation. Yeah, that's exactly right. Cole Ashoff, we've seen a long time. He's pretty good. And some flurry here at the end of the second period, but Bogle, who had the single, just never could get West down to the ground, and we will go to period number three, West of Elm Creek three, Bogle of Elwood one, Bogle's choice of the third, he'll take bottom. Yeah, and Bogle's doing a great job getting to West Lake. He just can't finish. Are they going to warn him for stalling or just call a stalemate? Nope, just a stalemate. Could have warned West there for stalling. That was a quick 10 seconds in. We get a stalemate here in the third period. Yeah, that should have been stalling on West. He was just living on the ankle there. I don't think it was a stalemate. He got rid of the ankle, then he got rid of the whole wrestler, and there's an escape for Ben Bogle of Elwood. 3-2 to two west of Elm Creek, trying to get back to the state tournament. In on another shot. Looking for a district title here, 3-2. to two. They've all seemed like they've been that way, haven't they, Doug? <laughs> With about a minute or so left, we're tied or within a point. Well, this is, is, and maybe again, one of the reasons is you don't have a lot of number one wrestlers or Amherst dominating, but we have had three of the four matches go overtime. All of them have went into the third period, and uh, this one is going deep into the third, potential of another overtime period. Already a record. I don't remember ever having this many overtimes in our district final coverage. It's been exciting. Trace Bosch of Amherst and then the Southwest duo of Caden Guerrero and Keith Helm both winning in overtime. Here it's 3-2 to two and West is in on a single against Bogle of Elwood with that one-point lead, 50 seconds to go. Yeah, he's in deep, but Bogle did a really nice job getting on the ankle. Update from the Heartland Hoops Classic. After halftime, Seward was up 24-14 over Central Catholic, and they've extended that lead. Seward 39, Central Catholic 18 on ESPN 14-60 and 15-50. Earlier today, Amherst beat BDS 70-40. Riverside over Clearwater Orchard 71-48, and then a game for the ages. Winnebago hits a three at the buzzer to beat Gothenburg 80-78. Here, 30 seconds for Bogle. He's got to find a way to get a takedown. And I don't think West has been warned, so... He can stall it out if he wants, and he's doing a good job of that. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He took a shot right before the last break, which allowed him this uh, to do what you're saying right here, Doug, and just slow the thing down. Bogle takes a shot, but West just flattens out. He's going to be shoved right off the mat with nine seconds to go here in the period and in the match. Let's see if Bogle can risk something here. And he's been in a million times. West really does the right thing there, drops it on a leg. And now he can just hang on. So Jeffrey West of Elm Creek is going to get the 3-2 win over Ben Bogle of Elwood to capture the 132-pound final. We'll be back with 138 right after this on Classic Hits. To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Tom or Jamie Madsen of Madsen Seed in Minden, your local Pioneer sales representative. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. Taking this time to say congratulations, Whippets, and best of luck on the mat, we're so proud of you. The Exchange Bank of Gibbon for all you need in banking, checking, savings, and loans, small-town banking at its best. Best of luck, wrestlers, from the Exchange Bank in Gibbon, member FDIC. Headley Drug in Minden is your hometown Health Mart pharmacy, carrying Mueller Sporting Goods and Hallmark. At Pedley Drug, you see your neighbors and friends helping you. 
like Jeff, Tammy, and McKayla. Pedley Drug accepts most insurance and Medicare plans. Best of luck, wrestlers. Best of luck, wrestlers, from Terry and Jason Stark of New Tech Seed, your yield leaders. Find a New Tech Seed dealer in your area. Proud to support our area wrestlers. Defending state champion Brody Lewis of Franklin and Connor Bonjoff of Cambridge underway at 138, Larry. Yeah, big fireman's carry there for two points for Brody Lewis. A two-point lead sometimes wrestling, wrestling Brody Lewis can be as daunting as a 14-point lead. The kid doesn't give up points, Doug. He's an old-school wrestler, kind of a pounder. Dad was a coach for years. He's very, very hard to score on. He keeps good position, and he's a constant pressure guy. And you see right here, Bonshoff is fighting for his life to stay off his back here. Lewis is working an arm bar. Lewis, 39-2 and two as a junior. Bonshoff, 42-9 and nine as a junior as well. We go over to the consolation match at 138. Riley Nichols of Elm Creek taking on J.T. Bradley of Sandhill Stedford, and Nichols works it early in the first period to take down to the back for five-point near fall, three-point near fall, and the two-point takedown. He's at 5 nothing as they start the second period, and Nichols will choose bottom. Yeah, Brody Lewis, they come back to the center, 30 seconds left in the first period. Brody Lewis leads 2-0. to zero. Just extremely physical here, Doug. Physical and quick. You watch a wrestler like this, you wonder how he ever got beat. Yeah, no kidding. Franklin does wrestle a fair amount of sea kids. Well, this is close to a count, and yes, Lewis is able to turn it into a cradle on Bonsoff. He's able to get out of there. Yeah, nothing yet. No, no back, Doug. He had several one counts is all. At one time, he was high. He was, his back was fully exposed, but it has to be within four inches of the mat. Riley Nichols completes the pin over J.T. Bradley in the consolation match in two minutes exactly to take third place. All these finals are going three periods. All the consolations are getting over midway through the second. And that's usually how that works. That's probably why they're doing it this way, going together. Otherwise, they'd be on 170 over here. (laughs) At least, at least by this point. Now we start the second period. Brody Lewis of... Franklin, the 2-0 lead over Connor Bonjoff of Cambridge. And Franklin, Brody Lewis will choose bottom to start the second period. Yeah, he's doing a good job. He's just about out. Bonjoff was trying to get a leg in. Brody Lewis caught it coming in. Now Brody Lewis has put it out and on his head. And we'll get a stalemate call restart in the middle. Don't forget the 18th annual Classic Hits, or as known from the beginning, Power 99, however you want to go with it. Branding. It's all branding, Larry. Uh, The 18th Annual Classic Hits Wrestling Rally tomorrow afternoon here on our station at 3 o'clock. Area coaches and state qualifying wrestlers will go from 3 to about 5, 5.30, depending on how many we get on the program as we talk to the area coaches and wrestlers and preview the state meet that begins on Thursday. And this year, it is B and C, the early session at 9.30. A and D will begin at 4 o'clock next Thursday afternoon. So all these wrestlers will begin at 4. And here's the escape for Lewis. So Brody Lewis of Franklin, a 3 nothing lead over Bonge off of Cambridge. One minute to go in the second. Yeah, and he's just running that Russian tie. And he just slammed that sucker right to the mat. And he's, I think he's going to get two out of this, Doug. Right now in the team race, Amherst 209.5, Franklin 120, Southwest 101, Elm Creek 93, 
And setting in fifth place, Arapaho with 71. And Lewis will get that takedown and now leads it 5 nothing with 40 seconds to go in the second period. Bonds off wrestling okay, but Brody Lewis really tough. As you mentioned right off the get-go, hard to score on and it makes it frustrating. Yeah, you that, have to score when you fall behind early, and there's just no way to do it. Yeah, and it's a deal where it's 5 to nothing, and it feels like it's 25 to nothing. I mean, he's just controlled every facet of the match, and Bonchop's wrestling well. If I was his coach, I wouldn't be upset with how he's wrestling. So far, Tate Nagelstead of South Loop, Trace Bosch of Amherst, Caden Guerrero Southwest, Keith Helms Southwest, and Jeffrey West Elm Creek are your champions. And a little flurry here at the end of the second period, but... No points out of it as they roll out of bounds. With the score 5-0, Brody Lewis of Franklin in command. Up next, Dawson Trampy of Amherst against Devin Walker of Elm Creek. Then Tony Vollmer, SEM, Colton Burke, Amherst, Kalen Klingelhofer, Amherst, and Garrett Fries of Southwest. Still to come, we're at the end of the second period. Brody Lewis of Franklin, 5. And Connor Bonjoff of Cambridge, nothing. Yeah, that was tough. They were trying to decide what to do there on Bonjoff's choice. And- in the end, he went down, but it was a where the heck do you think you can score? And that's tough sometimes, like we talked about, against a wrestler like Brody Lewis. It's what position, you know, he controls all positions so well. That's one of the things you, you, you want to teach a kid. Don't have holes in your game. You know, don't be a guy that can't get out or a guy that can't ride or a guy that's terrible on his feet. You know, uh, be able to dominate all three facets, and that's what Brody Lewis does. Got another arm bar. He's got the leg trapped. Just wrestling awful tough there. Lots of forward pressure. We may see two full minutes of this, too. Lewis just trying to find a way to turn him, and Bonzoff not only trying to find a way to at least get up and get a point, but he does not want to be turned, and there's not a whole lot of in-between right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's just arm bar city. And he's doing a good job of it. I, again, like I said, I don't think Bonchop's wrestling poorly. It's just Brody Lewis is just pretty tough in these positions. But this is the first match we've had yet to the third period today, Doug, on this championship side that uh, hasn't been uh, incredibly in doubt. Three overtimes, a one-point match, and then Eggleston ended up pinning Felzina Franklin in the first match of the day. This will be a great time to... Take another break here as Brody Lewis of Franklin just uh, in complete control here. We'll get a stall warning on Lewis on top. There's, I mean, Bonzoff not going to give up the pin. And uh, Lewis, I think, I think both wrestlers have conceded the fact that, okay, it's 5 nothing. If we could walk off now, we would. Right. But uh, it's like trying to dribble out a 22-point basketball game. Off the restart, Bonzoff will try and at least pick up a point on a set-out now. If he can... Continue to circle. He might get a chance to get out here and at least get on the board. But Lewis is very proud of not giving up any points. And he's going to break him back down. And that's going to be at 5 to nothing. Brody Lewis of Franklin over Connor Bonsoff of Cambridge. More of the D3 District Wrestling Meet right after this. Timeout. Shop your hometown-affiliated food store, the Kennesaw Market in Kennesaw, where they offer great service and competitive prices on all your groceries, including dairy products, the freshest produce, and meats. It's all here at Kennesaw Market in Kennesaw, proud to support our area wrestlers. Town & Country Bank. They believe that a bank is more than just a business. It is a vital part of the community. 
With offices in Ravenna, Pleasanton, Litchfield, or Kearney, Town & Country Bank. Best of luck, wrestlers. Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dents and door dings, auto glass replacement, Unicure spray baking booth that simulates a factory paint for a quicker dry time and better quality baked finish. Miller Body Shop in Minden. DuPont Pioneer Refuge Solutions provide an insect protection choice that's just right for any operation to help you get the most out of every acre. Talk about simple, it's Refuge Simplified. For more information, call your Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis. Science with service, delivering success. Good luck, wrestlers. Doug Zuna, Larry Baker, back with you here at Cambridge in the D3 District Wrestling Championships. We are ready to go to 145 pounds. The consolation match is already underway between J.W. Schroeder of Twin Loop and Matthew Sweet of Franklin. And here in the championship match, they're trying to get track wrestling up to uh, the moment here so that Dawson Trampy of Amherst, ranked fifth, will take on Devin Walker of Elm Creek, who is ranked sixth. You know, Doug, and I'll tell you, Dawson Trampy could be a guy that's a real key to what Amherst is going to try to do next weekend. This is a young man that was third as a freshman and then we know wasn't in the lineup as a sophomore. Last year was a qualifier, didn't place. He's the kind of kid that, you know, rated fifth right now, you know, uh, doesn't have a bunch of matches on the year, 18-4 and four kind of a deal. He's the kind of guy that could be in the finals or just win it uh, uh, type of a thing for Amherst. I think he's a real key to what they're going to do next week. No score in the first period of the consolation match between Schroeder of Twin Loop and Sweet of Franklin. So they will go into the second period. And a lot of flurry right off the get-go here. We're going to have locked hands and a point awarded here. The locked hands on Sweet of Franklin. So Schroeder of Twin Loop will be up one nothing, but he will still be on bottom here in the second period. And again, off the whistle, Amherst and Elm Creek get right after it. Yeah, number one and number two seeds. You know, Devin Walker, 48 and five. He's got a full complement of matches this year. Dawson Trampy, 18 and four. Injuries have, have bugged him through his career, but he's slick. He's real long. He's strong. He's, you know, at, at the right weight. Uh, where last year he had to be up at like 170 or something to get him to fit in the lineup and still just about placed. He was a match away in the round of eight. And a pin over here. In the consolation match, and that is another mid-second period pin. It's going to go one minute and 40 seconds for Matthew Sweet of Franklin, who had a battle in the crying round just to get in here, and now he'll go to state as a third-place medalist. And still no score. Trampy controlled the ties for the first 30-second. Walker's done a pretty good job since. Trampy took a shot. Walker fought him off pretty easily there. Trampy's a long 45-pounder. Very long and lean. But nothing yet, but as you said, they're still waiting again over on that other mat. They'd probably be done. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I do like it that they wrestle the brackets together. Nobody's going home until all the yellow medals are handed out, so we just else wrestle them together. In district action going on across the state of Nebraska, Carney High setting in second to Millard South in the Class A District 1 meet. Hastings is in fifth place today. When we get to the end of our 
coverage and get to the New West Post Game Show. We'll do our best to give you a few other highlights from around the state today. Again, our wrestling coverage is brought to you in part by Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed representative. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer. Science with service, delivering success. And no score at the end of one period between Dawson Trampy of Amherst and Devin Walker of Elm Creek. Walker will choose bottom to start the second period. And he just chose it immediately, and then right off the whistle, he gets right to his feet. He's got to get to his feet. He doesn't want Trampy to control his wrist. If he does, the points will come in bunches. Right there's what Trampy needs to do. Walker came up to his feet big again, and Trampy got him flat. Now Walker's up. But Walker is so fast on the restart, Doug. Trampy's got to be able to get that stopped somewhere in the center to be able to go to work. And if you're Walker, you just keep doing exactly what you're doing. His quickness and athleticism is just off the charts. Up in that C3 at, uh, or C4, excuse me, over Broken Bow, Valentine with 208 points. Broken Bow, 125.5. Carney Catholic, 116.5. Bridgeport, 113. Chase County is fifth. They are through the 113-pound matches, so a lot of the third and championship matches still to go there. And Again, still no score here through the first two and a half minutes of our 145-pound final. Walker trying to find an escape here and a stalemate in an uncomfortable position for he and Trampy. Yeah, he was tripoded up, was Walker, and Trampy had a leg in, so they stalemated out. Sometimes they'll potentially dangerous that in there. I think Walker's going to get out. And he does. There's the escape right on the end of the mat. They are done already at Millard South. Shocking in Class A. Millard South wins it 202.5. Carney second 183.5. But, hey, Carney gets their heavyweight and 220-pounder, Harrington and Jackson, to come away as champions uh, here today. We'll take a look at uh, what happened for the entire meet here as we continue along here at the D3 in Cambridge. Again, I want to thank Athletic Director Josh Graves and the many fine sponsors for allowing us to bring you all of our district wrestling coverage, which will take us right into state Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And This is one of the few matches where we haven't seen a lot of action on the feet here. No, and I think, you know, it's tough. You know, Trampy's got great footwork, and he gets in. Walker's just tough to finish on because of his athleticism. You know, that's interesting. You talk about that A district, Doug. If Carney can wrestle well next week, what that tells you is head-to-head, they can kind of wrestle with Millard South. Now, if they can get the help of other teams in the state to help knock off Millard South, Carney might be closer to that than we think. And on a single now is going to be Trampy, but it's on the edge of the mat. And has Walker taken a shot? No. and it, I mean, and it's going to be hard for there. He finally took one, Doug. Ooh, and a big throw and a flurry at the end of the period. Short time, no points. So Walker found his spot well, and just about seized it. Yeah, and here's the deal. I mean, this guy's just electric. Boy, I'd like to see him on a football field. I mean, this kid is athletic, Doug. And I think the deal is, is there, see, they don't want to wrestle with Trampy. So they're going to, uh, Trampy chose down. Uh, Walker's going to say just let him up to his feet. One-to-one now going into the third period. That was a big flurry there. Both guys seem a little irritated now. 1-1, third period. First takedown is going to win this 145-pound district championship, it would appear. 
Again, our winners today, Tate Nagelston, South Loop, Trace Boss, Amherst, Caden Guerrero, and Keith Helms, Southwest, Jeffrey West, Elm Creek, Brody Lewis, Franklin. Amherst has qualified 12 for the state meet. And then uh, outside of that, uh, Elm Creek has five, Cambridge, uh, Franklin has five, Sandhills has five, Cambridge and Southwest have four. And a restart here with a minute 24 to go between Trampy and Walker. And Trampy's had the best shots. He just hasn't been able to finish. Again, recapping what has happened here in our third-place matches, Hunter Cobb of Amherst 7-2 over Kent Ray of Elwood. At 113, Zach Olson of Twin Loop 9-1 over Landon Hopkins of Sandhill Stedford. At 120, Sam Florell of Amherst wins by a pin in 149 over Brody Metzler of Eustace Farnham. At 126, Dylan McKeel of Sandhill Stedford wins by a pin in a minute 29 over Sid Simons of Stapleton. At 132 pounds, Seth Simons of Stapleton wins by a pin in a minute 50 over Braden Cumston of Amherst. At 138, it was Riley Nichols of Elm Creek, winner by pin in two minutes over J.T. Bradley of Sandhill Stedford. And then here at 145, Matthew Sweet of Franklin, a winner by a pin in 140 over J.W. Schroeder of Twin Loop. Yeah, and in on another shot is Trampy. How do you see this playing out, Larry? Because it sure looks like we're headed to our fourth overtime. Yeah, well, it's one of those deals that if you're an Amherst fan, I wouldn't feel very good. Elm Creek, I think, in this thing is going to win on a big athletic move, and you're going to see it right here. Walker found his spot in on a single and trying to hold on but not able to do so. A takedown for Devin Walker. That's exactly what I was starting to say. One big athletic move is what it looked like to me out of Walker. And Trampy's got to find a way to score two in ten seconds now, and he's not going to be able to get out of there. You pegged it. Great job by Devin Walker, and he is going to win the 145-pound championship for Elm Creek by a score of 3-1 to one over Dawson Trampy of Amherst. Yeah, he's pretty good, Doug. That was a great job. And up next... It'll be Colton Burke of Amherst, ranked fourth in the state against Tony Vollmer of S, S, excuse me, SEM, who had a couple of upsets today. He's unseated, not unranked. He's unseated in the uh, tournament. He uh, won by a 28-second pin in the first match last night, then advanced on to the semifinals by pinning uh, Ashton Hammond of Alma in the third period, and then he knocked off Hunter Mowry of Cambridge, the top seed, 7-3, to three. And let's see if he can keep it going against Colton Berg. Yeah, so here he goes. Berg's tough. What you can't do against Colton Berg is you can't let him on top of you. He's one of those old-school Amherst hammers that will get your wrists and just tilt you into oblivion. This, over here in the consolation match, could be the third and fourth place match of the day because of the way it played out. Hunter Mowry of Cambridge and Ashton Hammond of Outlaw the one and four seeds, and you don't win this one. It might be tough to even be in medal consideration down there at State. Yeah, boy, then in that situation, you're going to have to be one of those guys. And also, if Mowry would happen to get knocked off here and go into State as a four seed, some district champ isn't going to like that very much. Well, and here's the other piece to that. If he, if Mowry gets fourth here, Doug, understand he's going to get a district champ from somewhere else, right? Then he's going to be the other district champ on his side will be the one that wins the Berg-Volmer match. In the that, semis, yeah. Yes, yes. 
And we get a double stall in the first period of the consolation match and maybe a takedown here in the last seconds. Yes, we will. A takedown was their time. The officials are going to discuss whether time was in or time was out. And the head official awarded the two-point takedown here to Hammond of Alma. I hate double stall. Get him to wrestle, talk to him something, double stalling. Still no score here in the championship between Volmer of SCM and Coltenberg of Amherst. And Coltenberg's been in a couple times. Now, I'm not sure what the exact history is here, Doug. Clearly, I would say uh, Berg has had the better of this where uh, he was the two seed, but surely they've seen each other several times this year. Still no score with 20 seconds to go in period number one. Yeah, both of them are taking half shots. They're not full-on committed shots. And I think that's what you've got to see is at this at this time of the year going forward. It's got to be full-on committed shots. You've got to commit to them. And that's really more of a mental process than a physical process. Those guys that are mentally tough enough to commit to their shots all the way are the ones that most generally do the best. Burke of Amherst and Vollmer of SEM reach the end of the first period, and we are scoreless there. And from the Hartlett Hoops Classic, Seward no problem with Grand Island Central Catholic this afternoon, 57-25, to 25, so half of the games at the Hartlett Events Center are in the books at the Hartlett Hoops Classic. Amherst, Riverside, Winnebago, and Seward are the winners. The best game of the day, Winnebago hitting a three at the horn to remain undefeated down in Gothenburg, 80 to 78. So up next, Adams Central will take on Columbus Scotus. Then St. Cecilia plays Sydney. Aurora against Bishop Newman in the nightcap tonight. Omaha South against the defending Colorado State champs from Aurora in Overland, Colorado. And we will get the escape here in the second period of our 152-pound match to make it one nothing in favor of Colton Burke. And he needs to finish here. This is the first real full-on shot, and he's going to get two out of it. And right away to that wrist, Doug. Gee, many crickets, that guy. Colton Burke up 3-0 now. A minute to go here in the second period over Volmer of SEM. Hammond able to get a reversal over in his match, and then Mowry gets the escape, so it's 4-1. to one. Ashton Hammond of Alma over Hunter Mowry of Cambridge with a minute to go in the second period of that crucial third-place match over here at 152 pounds. Now can Volmer find a way to score off bottom? He's he's scored today. He's got a couple of pins. Beat Mowry 7-3, to three, so you know he can put some points on the board, but can he do it against Burke, who's really controlling him after the takedown? Yeah, and I mean, Volmer's looked good, but here it's just what I told you. Once, Look at that grip on Volmer's wrist. I mean, there's nowhere Volmer can go. He's going to have to sit there and take his medicine. Oh, and he pinned him. Oh, Barely even got to a three count, and the pin was registered, and Volmer didn't think he was, but a pin there, and that's our first championship match to end before the third period, a pin in 335 for Colton Burke of Amherst. Well, Volmer had wrestled so well, but I said it, Doug, you can't let that guy get on top of you, and that will be the key next week at the state meet. Tyler Herman has those guys wrestle so well on top, he gets on top of you, look out. And so we're ready to go to 160 pounds, and now the championship has to wait for the consolation for the first time today. And Ashton Hammond of Alma has a 4-1 lead over Hunter Mowry of Cambridge, and Mowry will choose bottom to start 
the third period, and we will take a break as you listen to the D3 District Wrestling Championships on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Franklin, Alma, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. They'll be there to help that commercial job get done. When it's a contractor who needs it done right, they'll be there. If you happen to need landscaping rock, a graveled entrance road, help you with your sand volleyball court, they'll be there. It's one of Carney's finest businesses, the original Broadfoot Sand and Gravel. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain and Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best price for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space, see kappagrains.com. The Shelton Locker and Shelton is a very proud sponsor of the Bulldogs and would like to take the time to wish the athletes and coaches good luck on the mats. Looking for the freshest meat and the friendliest people? Shelton Locker is the place to go. Shelton Locker says, Go Bulldogs! Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with a location to better serve every athlete, every parent, and every grandparent. No matter what your age, occupation, or hobby, we specialize in getting you back where you need to be. Best of luck, wrestlers! The First Bank and Trust in Minden. Relationship banking is what they do. The leader in online banking with online bill paying and 24-hour banking at your fingertips. Minden's First Bank and Trust. What you'd expect from a friend. Member FDIC. Good luck, wrestlers. Zimatic and Pleasanton Irrigation offer you big savings choices when you purchase your new system. Order soon and take advantage of both low interest rates and rebates. Pleasanton Irrigation says good luck, wrestlers. Welcome back to High School Wrestling, brought to you in part by Craig Weeches, your local Pioneer Seed dealer, where can growers turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to help get the most out of every acre? It's easy, Pioneer.com, and your mobile Pioneer.com on your smartphone. The great seeds and success for a better yield start with Pioneer and Craig Weeches. We are down to the final 20 seconds of the 152-pound consolation. Mallory of, El- of Cambridge got an escape here in the third, but he trails 4-2 to two to Ashton Hammond. And so Mallory, who had one loss on the season, 28-1 and one coming in, is going to go in as a four-seed and some district champ is going to have a tough one against Mallory out of Cambridge as that is the final score. Ashton Hammond of Alma. Yeah, Doug, that's... One of those ones where you don't know if were you not as good as you thought you were, or did you just have a rough day? Let's take a look. They're winding down action over at the C3 at Gibbons, Central City, as they're wrestling. The 220-pound matches is going to win it with 162. Gibbon, 147. St. Paul, third with 134. Shelton Gibbon, fourth with 117. And Wood River, fifth. Centura, sixth. So all teams right in our listening area would have been another good one to be at today. Yeah, no doubt about it. I went last night and watched the beginning of that tournament, the first uh, several rounds there last night, and all, of course, the area teams wrestling well, and I thought the Centurions were having a heck of a day. Well, let's move on to 160 pounds now. It's Kalen Klingelhofer ranked third out of Amherst and fifth-ranked Garrett Freeze of Southwest. Southwest so far 2-0 today in the finals, but a quick takedown by Klingelhofer will get him up 2 to nothing, and in the consolation, Preston Wallace of Elm Creek, Colby Collier of Sandhill Stedford, and Colby Collier gets a pin in 28 seconds. Boy, that's quick, Doug. Well, they're back on track. Kalen Klingelhofer, 41-5. Garrett Freeze, 38-7. Klingelhofer gets the first big takedown and then just puts the pressure on him on top. 
And then up next, it'll be Jacob Klingelhofer of Amherst and Cole Hewitt of Sandhill Stedford. He pinned Hewitt in the finals of the Amherst invite. Zach Kerner of Arapahoe and Franklin's Trent Christiansi will be next. And Klingelhofer just gets the pin, Doug. And that's his 100th win in his career. Talking to the Amherst crew ahead of time, they were excited, hoping he could get his 100th and become a district champion. And there he does it. We'll talk about it at the end of the show, but holy moly, what a line of them, Doug. Klingelhofer, one of the top names in wrestling in any school, any class in Nebraska history, and they're far from done. Yeah, no kidding. 100 of them as a junior now. He gets to come back next year and just put a big giant piece together. Now it'll be a challenge. and I mean, he just pinned the fifth-ranked kid in the state that and, quickly. And really pretty easily took him down and then just went to work with his arm bars the way Amherst does, got the wrist, and over he went. And now we get another 3-5 matchup, Doug. It is Jacob Klingelhofer of Amherst and Cole Hewitt of Sandhill Stedford ready to do battle. And Jacob... 40-4. and four. Hewitt, no slouch, 30-6 and six on the season. Jacob Klingelhofer looks primed to make a run. Jacob staying at 170. He was the fifth-place medalist last year at state at 170 pounds in a, what was a, I mean, they're all great ones, but this is where you had Sondrup of Fullerton and Dempsey of Friend were in that uh, uh, last year, Monette of Mullen. That was a really, really good White class at 170, and we have got a stall call against Klingelhofer midway, through, not even midway, 35 seconds in. What was he not doing there? I don't know, and it's affected him because he just got slid by. He's going to get taken down here, Doug. Hewitt comes in on the shot. Is he able to get him off wow, the mat? Yeah, nice he was. job. I mean, Hewitt completely had his back. He just needed to lift him and take him down and couldn't. Klingelhofer in real deep, Doug. Real deep. Beautiful cutback finish. He's going to get the two. I'm not sure. Bart Detterding, good official there, state tournament official. There was something he didn't like there, though, that uh, Jacob was doing and hit him with the stalling. But Jacob, just like, uh, you know, now that he's a senior, he looks like uh, virtually all those Klingelhoffers. Logan was the only one that didn't ever end up kind of growing into this long, lean uh, body. Logan, of course, a two-time state champ. Uh, uh, Dave's son, but he's now Jacob's grown up. He's long and uh, mean. I mean, these guys, especially you see him working on top, just mean. So he's up two to nothing. Forty seconds to go here in the first period. As we said, the consolation match didn't take thirty seconds. Kobe Collier picks up the pin at one sixty. Don't forget when we're all done, the New West Post Game Show. We'll have a wrap up on all of the placers and state. Uh, qualifiers here at Cambridge. We'll also update you on the other districts that are going on around the state involving uh, area teams. Grand Island hosting the A4, and they are in a dogfight midway through the finals. Uh, They've made it through 145 pounds, and they have a half-point lead over Omaha Burke. Yeah, and Kalen just, or Jacob, excuse me, just turned uh, Hewitt to his back. He's got two near fall. My God, that would hurt your arm. I wonder, you know, when Mariano Rivera retired and they gave him, one of those teams gave him the rocking chair made of broken bats. <laughs> I wonder if those Klingelhofer boys somewhere have a rocking chair made of broken arms. Because I'm just telling you, these guys running that arm bar is brutal, and they've been doing it now for about four decades. A lot of creaking bones out there. and The period came to an end with 
Klingelhofer trying to get the pin, and he's going to have a 4-0 lead over Hewitt of Sand Hill Stedford. 4-0, Klingelhofer with the lead, and they have moved on to the 170 Look consolation. Look for your spladel. Here comes a spladel, Doug. There we go. Klingelhofer puts it in. Hewitt's in trouble, and he's pinned. 2-22. Yeah. Thank you for the spladel, Jacob Klingelhofer. That's right. Hewitt got in tough, and you saw Jacob pound him once with his hips. He punched him hard with his hips. And then you saw him sneak his leg in there, and you could see what was coming a mile away. That's for our buddy Mike Fleshman listening up in heaven, and his son, Carter, for Kearney Catholic, made the district final today. So he is going to qualify for state. So uh, what a cool thing there. 170 pounds, Seth Rachesky of uh, or Rasiski. I, I messed that one up from Ansley Litchfield and Dalton Shimon of Arapahoe. They've went ahead and started that consolation match over there because we've had quite a few long runs here uh, here at the tournament. And uh, Seth has a 4-0 lead over Shimon of Arapahoe as the second period comes to an end. Yeah, Rasiski, it looked like he was going to pin him there, Doug. Had him on his back. Going to be saved by the bell. Well, they're not advancing on. We were both at 170. Now he gets three near falls, so it's 7-0 for Seth as we go to the third. Yeah. Coming up next, 182 pounds, Zach Kerner of Arapahoe. And Franklin will bring out their fourth-ranked wrestler in Trent Christianzi. And they will wrestle next in Dane Bogart of Amherst and Grady Stunkel of Ansley Litchfield. Polo Ramirez, SCM, Robert Gardner, Arapahoe, and the big boys, Trey Keishaw, Pleasanton, A.J. Skaggs. Axtell. We'll take a break. Be back with more of the D3 District Wrestling Tournament right after this. Your BP dealer in Gibbon and Kearney is Clevenger Farm Products. We would like to wish all the area wrestlers and coaches best of luck. Call today for a CFP fuel card. With Express Gas, you can pay at the pump 24 hours to better serve you. Brian Trampy, your Channel C dealer, would like to say congratulations to all the area wrestlers and coaches on your hard work making it to state. From Ryan Trampy, your Channel C dealer, Seedsmanship at Work. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service, Adams Corner Market. Locally owned and operated since 1883, a tradition of community banking, full-service banking with a strong dedication to their local community is what Minden Exchange Bank is all about. See RAI in Ravenna, Shelton, or Loop City. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just your insurance agent, your friend. Best of luck, wrestlers. In the market for some Galve, see Mike or Dale Taubenheim of Amherst today. Their primary focus has always been making functional and efficient cows, focusing on birth weights, maternal traits, pay weights, higher weaning and yearling weights, meat and muscle. Also your Traeger Grill dealer. Have a great beef experience with Traeger Grills from Taubenheim Galve. And welcome back to Cambridge. Doug Duda and Larry Baker, our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, continuing coverage of the D3 District Wrestling Meet. Four matches to go on both the championship and consolation matches at 170, though. Seth Rosicki of uh, Ansley Litchfield, a dominating Shimon of Arapaho, and he will win it by a score of 7 
to nothing to take third at 170. At 182, Hunter Stratman of Axtell, Cole Aggie of Amherst, and in the championship, number one, Zach Kerner of Arapahoe against number four, Trent Christianzi of Franklin. Taking a look at what's going on at the B4, a great team race there as they're just getting at to the 126-pound finals. Scotts Bluff, 171. Adams Central, 167 and a half. Lexington currently sets in fourth place out at the B4 in Sydney. Yeah, and here we go. Zach Kerner, the only number one rated wrestler in the state today, Doug, uh, here taking the mat against uh, Trent Christiansky. Uh, who is rated four. This is a big-time matchup. This is a state semifinal-type matchup. Last year, Kerner was pinned in the state finals in 352 by undefeated Maxwell Jalen Sturdivant. So Sturdivant uh, moves on uh, after that undefeated championship. Kerner, a state runner-up, and trying to get back to the Parade of Champions, and this is a big step here. And Kerner's tough. Uh, But Christiansi, you know, uh, Franklin's wrestled well today. They've just been willing to grind people out a little bit, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. First 45 seconds has just been a lot of upper body work. Trying to work arms, no shots yet. Over in the consolations, Stratman of Axtell and Eggy of Amherst will wrestle a scoreless first period. And still no score here. Christiansky. Took a good shot, or a half shot there. Not necessarily a good one there. Another half shot. Kerner uh, blocks it off. You've got to create an angle, Doug. Too many of these kids try to take this shot just directly into somebody's hips. You've got to create an angle to be able to score. And Kerner in on the single is going to get the takedown with 35 seconds to go in the first period. Kerner of Arapahoe leading Christiansi of Franklin 2-0. Now can Trent get out here before the end of the period. And that's the key. Make that, make, make that thing one that's so important uh, to where you can keep it to where a takedown still keeps you in it. You don't have to get multiples. And he's in a pretty good position here is Christiancia coming out of here, Doug. He's got Kerner in a little bit of trouble. Eight seconds, though. As on their back, got to be careful you don't defensively pin yourself oh, here, Kerner. Close. And that'll be the end of the first period. Kerner was trying to slide around, and he had he was on his back, and right on top of him on his back was Christiansi, and he was trying to yank him over, and sometimes the worst noise you can hear is that whistle, and you went, what just happened? And the official says, you pinned yourself, son. And that was close. I mean, there was a couple times the one uh, uh, shoulder blade came up just in time. And so the period will come to an end. There's a little blood out there. Zach Kerner of Arapahoe leads Christiansi of Franklin Two to nothing, and now an escape for Cole Eggy here for a rap, uh, Amherst, and he leads Hunter Stratman of Axtell one nothing. It took him a while to get that done here in the second period. They're down to 30 seconds in the third place match at 182 pounds. Yeah, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes not when it takes you forever. You can burn a lot of gas down there trying to get out. Man, they're just. No action over there. And, of course, Christiansi, they're plugging his nose now. Now here he comes. Got a chance to quickly look at the A1 district. It's all done. Blaine Kyle of Hastings in fourth. Uh, we'll give you the Carney and Hastings qualifiers for state. Phil Mumi of Carney third at 120. It was Connor Locks of Hastings. He got beat in the semis, and he ends up going uh, to a third-place match. He finishes in third. 
Uh, Carney's Gabe Crocker is third at 126, and Nick Sad of Hastings is second at 132. Nick James is your district champion of Carney at 138. Ashton Aarons of Carney is second at 145. Deshaun Dixon of Hastings suffers his first loss of the year and is second. To uh, Charity of Billard South, Parker James of Kearney gets third at 152. Trevor Bigelow of Kearney second. Devin Anthony of Hastings fourth at 160. Trey Gruby of Kearney third at 170. Tyler Tracy of Kearney fourth at 182. Leo Paloma of Kearney second. Levi Kusadis of Hastings fourth at 195. Andy Mason of Kearney second at 220. Sean Jackson of Kearney finishes third. And Lee Harrington of Kearney is your district champ at heavyweight. Some results there from the A1. Now back to action here as we start the second period. Yeah, and Kerner was really, really lucky there. Uh, Christiansi took him down there to tie it 2-2 two to two with a big double, and it looked like he was going to sink the half on the way down and put him right to his back, and Kerner bailed on the position just in time. Stratman gets the escape in the third period for Axtell. So Stratman of Axtell, Eggie of Amherst, 1-1 with 50 seconds to go in the match over there in the consolation. Here, Kerner and Christianzi, 2-2. Christianzi showing some power there. Yeah, Kerner's, or, uh, yeah, Kerner, he's slowing down a little bit, Doug. Still barely, not even quite halfway through the match. 109 to go in the second period here from the D3 District Wrestling Meet. And now back over to the consolation, a little flurry. With 30 seconds to go in a 1-1 tie. Yeah. In on a shot is Stratman against Eggie. Can he finish? Down to 15 seconds. Eggie really now is one leg on, one leg off in that consolation match. There's the throw and a takedown for Stratman for Axtell. And he's going to win it as time is down to five seconds. Hunter Stratman of Axtell. He is the one of two wrestlers that is going for Axtell with A.J. Skaggs, and he's going to take third, 3-1. to one. Yeah, and over here, Christianski's just rest, er, riding like crazy here. Kerner's really slowed down. Kerner needs to find one explosion here, Doug, and get one. There's only 30 seconds left in the second period. Well, and Kerner in good shape if he can get one here, plus he gets choice in the third. But he's tied 2-2, and... Christianzi's doing a good job of keeping him on the mat here with 20 seconds to go in the second. Yeah, he is. Really wrestling him tough here. He's going to get one chance here at one more uh, fresh start. you got to score off these fresh starts this time of year. Still not a ton of numbers out. Larry, you've been around it. How tough is it to go to every meet? It's great when you got 14 kids and you're busy all day, but if you only got two or three, uh, it can be a long season, and that's why you need those two or three to do well when it gets to this point. That's what I was just going to say. What you need is you need somebody in the finals every week that you can rally behind because if you're dragging that uh, van load of kids around the barn and you going home with nothing and leaving early every week, it's tough on you. It's very wearing. Back to the championship here at 182. Zach Kerner, 2-2 with Christiansi of Franklin. And we're down to 14 seconds of the second period on a restart. Oh, and there's the big explosion we talked about. Kerner comes off the mat, gets the escape. Now he's in the driver's seat on this thing, Doug, 3-2, to because he can go right back down. So Chris Kerner of uh, Arapahoe, 3. Christiansi of Franklin, 2. Kerner will take bottom. 
It was a takedown of the second period for Kerner. Then Christianzi got his two. Christianzi's just going to let him up here, and they're going to wrestle from their feet. So Kerner now up 4-2 to two as we start the third period. Yeah, it's very smart. You just tried to turn him for two minutes and had no chance. Don't let him get another escape late and beat you 4-2. to two. Just give yourself two whole minutes to try to get the takedown, Doug. Ooh, a <laughs> double underhook there for Kerner. Yeah, Chris Johnson took a shot. Now Kerner's going to tip the far knee. He's going to go the far knee tap, and he's going to score two off that really nice technique, Doug. Zach Kerner, from struggling there for a little bit throughout the second period, gets an escape, an escape, and a takedown, and now it's 6-2 to two for the number one ranked wrestler and the defending state runner-up for the Arapahoe Warriors. Yeah, it looks really good there, Doug. Uh, uh, looks very sharp. One ten to go. Can Christiansi get off bottom, give himself one more chance here as time continues to wind down midway through the third. Christiansi does continue to battle. This has been a good battle. And at 28-7 and seven and ranked fourth, that shows you some of the competition that he has wrestled this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. As we said at the beginning, Franklin's been willing to grind. He's going to make this thing 6-4 to four here, Doug, I think, and get the reversal. Gardner's just hanging out. This is a dangerous spot. That's two. Christianzi gets the reversal out of bounds. 33 seconds to go in the match, so it's not over yet. 6-4. But it's tough tough to score from his feet. And that's what he's going to have to probably do here. He's probably going to have to let him up. Do you think he can tip him in 30 seconds? I don't think so. I think because he's going to want to stall. I think I'd let him go and try to take him down twice, Doug. And it didn't take long there. Kerner gets a reversal. Yeah, they just Christiansi just got flat out of position there. I think I would have let him up and tried to take him down twice quickly uh, due to just Kerner kind of being out of gas a little bit. And that is going to be how this thing uh, wraps up here. Kerner just holding on over the last 15 seconds. And Zach Kerner is going to be your district champion at 182 pounds with an 8-4 to four win over Trent Christiansi of Franklin. And so a lot of the guys on that top line have come through. A couple of them weren't the number one seeds, but they have come through and become district champions. 11 of the 14 have been crowned. Tate Nagelston, South Loop. Trace Bosch, Amherst. Caden Guerrero and Keith Helms, Southwest. Jeffrey West, Elm Creek. Brody Lewis, Franklin. Devin Walker, Elm Creek. Colton Burke, Amherst. Kalen Klingelhofer and Jacob Klingelhofer, Amherst. And now Zach Kerner of Arapahoe. And for Amherst, this will be their seventh and final finalist, Dane Bogard, against Grady Stunkel of Ansley Litchfield, their lone finalist in the 195-pound final. In the 195-pound consolation, Chase Miller, the only qualifier from Anselmo Myrna, against Anthony Stahl of Southwest, Anthony Starr of Southwest. Yeah, and Dane Bogard, he's a kid that's come a long ways as a junior, 35-6. and six. And he's battled and battled to get into this spot. He's another one of those Amherst guys that you didn't talk about at one time, and now you are, and he's just about to get a takedown. Great job there by Stunkel fighting that off. In the consolation match, we've got a pin combination locked in here with 10 seconds to go, trying to fight off his back. Star and Miller, and Star, can he get the pin? And it looks like he will. Star gets the pin. In 56 seconds for Southwest, 
and they continue to add points here, trying to take third place away from Elm Creek. Yeah, that's pretty big. He had a big upset to get in to the state tournament, Doug, to get into this uh, consolation final. So he really wrestled well here at the end. No, no. Go ahead, Doug. Star, one of those kids that uh, received a, they didn't have a big bracket at 195, so he got beat in the quarters and then able to win uh, three in a row to get to state here. Yeah, did a really good job, beat good kids to do it. 40 seconds left in the first period, no score with Bogart and Stunkel. And there, uh, Bogart's going to get two. Stunkel had fought him off really well. Breaks him down here with 20 seconds to go in period number one, leading it two to nothing. Polo Ramirez of SEM, Robert Gardner of Arapahoe are in the 220 final. Then Trey Keyshaw of Pleasanton and A.J. Skaggs of Axtell are in the heavyweight final. And Bogart's in pretty good shape here. He's going to run out of time, but he's got the arm bar and the wrist. This would have been good had he had about another minute to work with. Stunkel's really doing a good job here, Doug. Uh, maintaining good position. He's fought Bogart off numerous times. And it's 2-0 at the end of the first period. Dane Bogart of Amherst will choose bottom to start the second period, leading Stunkel 2-0 here on KKPR-FM. Carney, Overton, and Ansley and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Yeah, and Bogart had uh, one move off the whistle, and now he's just laying. Stunkel could go to work here a little bit. Bogart's not really not doing much. Stunkel's controlling things. It's actually tough. Bogart's got his arms under him and won't let Stunkel really get to work. When we're done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, we've got some final results from districts not only here but around the state of Nebraska and give you a who's going to state different than when we started this whole thing uh, track wrestling has made it easier to connect with the state of Nebraska and keep up to date with uh, all of the other districts but don't forget tomorrow we'll recap it all on the 18th annual Classic Hits Wrestling Rally 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon here on Classic Hits we'll be talking with area coaches and state qualifiers and preparing you giving you a shot of what's going on early in Omaha there, Bogart did a really nice job. He came to his feet, got out, and there's the two reversal. Now it's 4-0, to zero and he's got Stunkel in big trouble. Stunkel's got a mover. He's going to get turned, Doug. Bogart tries once, couldn't get it. Now trying to reset himself and tip Stunkel a second time. He's and there he's got him. Cradle. cradle and Stunkel in trouble and stuck. In three minutes and 24 seconds, Dane Bogard and Amherst. And another sign of the times here a little bit, Larry. Where was Amherst always nailing all their points? Yeah, early. The little guys. Yeah. Right now, they are district champs at 52, 60, 70, and 95. Yeah, unbelievable. They just put the lineup uh, on the flip there. We will take a break and be back with the final two matches at heavyweight and third and fourth here for the D3 meet right after this. Ravenna Sanitation's dependable quality service is perfect for your home or business anywhere in Buffalo County. Find us in the Pleasanton phone book. Good luck to all our area wrestlers from Ravenna Sanitation. 
Hand Machining in Pleasanton is proud to sponsor the area wrestlers. Trust Hand Machining for whatever machining you need. Large jobs or small, Hand is your general machine shop in Pleasanton. Axman Heating and Air Conditioning is your independent Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding areas. They remind you that now's the time to conduct spring and summer checks on your air conditioning units, getting you ready for the warm season ahead. Axman has all the Lennox models. Best of luck, athletes. Nichols Repair, Lammers Truck Line, and the River Stop would all like to wish the Pleasanton Bulldogs best of luck this season. Visit the River Stop before and after the game to get your snacks, drinks, and even pizzas. Go Bulldogs from Nichols Repair, Lammers Truck Line, and the River Stop, all of Pleasanton. Go see Carl and the gang at Stadler Implement on East Highway 6 in Minden. You'll be satisfied with the service you get. Best of luck, wrestlers. Citizens Bank in Loop City is a proud supporter of the area wrestlers. Citizens Bank appreciates your business. Best of luck to all the area athletes competing today. From all of us at Citizens Bank in Loop City, member FDIC. Back to action here at the D3 District Wrestling Tournament in the Consolation Match at 220 pounds. It is 4 to nothing as we start the second period. And it looks like Elm Creek's Patrick Cure and Seth Andrews of Cambridge battling. And Cure is ready to get a pin here. He had a takedown in the second or, rever- or the first, a reversal of the second, and he'll get the pin in one minute and 30 seconds. Patrick Cure of Elm Creek taking a third. How about the championship match, Larry? Yeah, and the championship, Matt Paloro Ramirez uh, from Sumner, Eddieville Miller, uh, got the really pretty quick takedown of Robert Gardner from Arapahoe. You know, Gardner's 41 and 3, Ramirez 18 and 8. It's a lot of matches. Uh, here, but he's really controlled the things. 30 seconds left in the first period. Gardner got back up, and now Ramirez is going to return him, but it's going to return him right to his back and might end the match, Doug. Ramirez has him in great position, and there is our second first period pin of the day, 147. Polo Ramirez of SEM. Polo Ramirez pulled out the gun show. He flexed it up when he got up. He's fired up. How about a district champion for SEM? I love it. They had a couple of finalists here today, SEM. Again, if they would have just been able to keep their heavyweight here the last couple of years, it would have really helped them out, but uh, that's not the way it played out, and SEM Maybe getting a few more points here today than expected. Great job of the Mustangs. And we go to heavyweight. It'll be Trey Keyshaw Pleasanton ranked third against A.J. Skaggs of Axtell. In the consolation, Chase Miller of Anselmo Myrna, uh, their second wrestler to make it to state against Anthony Starr of Southwest. Yeah, Trey Keyshaw rated number three in the state. Of course, placed last year. He's a good wrestler. For the last couple of years, he's been the other guy in this district, Doug, and in, uh, in the area. With um, uh, Hercock, Zaleski, uh, the Clawson kid out of SEM. It's been a while for uh, where it's been the Keyshaw uh, been able to do it on his own. He's always been the young guy amongst all those, and he's letting her fly this year. He's 30 and 3. Let me recount who's in third place match over here. It's Jacob Peterson of Amherst and Tyler Schultz of Cambridge in the uh, heavyweight third place match. SEM looks like they might end up in the top 10 here of uh, the district for the first time in quite a while. Yeah, that would be good. A.J. Skaggs out of Axdale. He's 20-3. and three. He's just a sophomore, Doug. And he's a tough cookie. He's huge. Uh, you know, It's not very often you see a sophomore quite that size. Uh, he's a big kid. Keyshaw, 30-3 senior. So all the experience there for Trey. 
Well, that's the second time they've gone off. The first time the table was just about in jeopardy. And that time there were two kids that can't be but about four years old between them that were in real peril. Yeah, time to get them behind the ropes over there. That's it's been a right. good day. Do you see mom walk down? She's getting them gathered up. <laughs> Holy cow. Here, little chicklets. Yes. Over in the consolation match, Schultz of Cambridge, Peterson of Amherst goes 0-0 in the first period, and Peterson of Amherst will choose bottom. 40 seconds to go here in the heavyweight championship first period. No score yet, but you kind of get the feeling that the first score will be the last score. I think you might be right, Doug. It was just going through my head the way this thing's gone. This thing may just end in a giant kaboom. Oh, and Skaggs is going to get the takedown with the bear hug and the throw. Yeah, Keyshaw tried to headlock him, and Skaggs did a nice job just body locked. That's just a fifth-grade defense to that uh, headlock there. He did a really nice job. Now trying to get to his feet is Keyshaw. Just 10 seconds to go here in the period. Can he get out and get that one point? He's looking for more than one, though, instead of short time in it. And hanging on and both looking at the clock, A.J. Skaggs of Axtell. A 2-0 lead over Trey Keyshaw of Pleasanton after the first period. Yeah, Keyshaw needed to wrestle there. He just got to where he just was allowing himself to be ridden. Back over to the consolation. It stayed scoreless. Peterson of Amherst has not been able to get off bottom in the first minute 15. Ridden out by Tyler Schultz of Cambridge. They remain scoreless over there. In the heavyweight third place match, our wrestling coverage brought to you in part by Craig Weeches, your pioneer seed representative. And now it's more than an escape over there for Peterson. He's reversed Schultz to his back. And he's in trouble with 30 seconds to go. Peterson's going to get the pin here. It looks like 25 seconds to go. He got it. Uh, he's asking the Amherst fans to give him some. He's pretty fired up. 2.34, Jacob Peterson. And a good job by Amherst in a lot of these third, fourth place matches here today. Yeah, and that's... that's You're that's talking about state tournament points next week. That's going to help. Yeah, that's what they're going to have to do. Keyshaw's on top of Skaggs. Skaggs just kind of fell down the way it happens with heavyweights sometimes. This may be good night. Minute 15 left. Keyshaw trying to get him turned here. He's got him tilted, trying to get the big sophomore turned over. Keyshaw may have to readjust. Coach Fisher shouting instructions, and there's the pin. And Trey Keyshaw of Pleasanton, your district champion, with a pin in 2.56 over A.J. Skaggs of Axtell, who looked good for most of that match, but was wrestling one of the top heavyweights in Class D. And he just kind of tripped and fell down. And that will wrap up the D3 District Wrestling Meet here on Classic Hits 98.9 of the World Wide Web, PlatteRiverPreps.com. This is KKPR-FM, Kearney, Axtell, Amherst, Pleasanton of the World Wide Web, PlatteRiverPreps.com. Glad to have you along with us. And now the cinnamon rolls have made their way through here. Everybody's got about five days to eat and lose That's weight right. before they head to Omaha. We'll take a break and be back with the new West Post Game Show. We'll talk with a couple of the coaches and we'll give you all the results from today's meet, plus some other district results right after this. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Best of luck to all the wrestlers in state from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. For all your custom slaughter and meat processing, call Belschner Custom Meats in Amherst. Belschner Custom Meats is proud of our youth and all their accomplishments. Good luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game. 
Zorb Farms appreciates how hard these young athletes work to make the team. The lessons of teamwork and good sportsmanship are traits they'll carry the rest of their lives. And finally, a word of thanks to the teachers and the coaches. Berg Insurance in Kennesaw has your crops, farm, home, and autos covered. See Berg Insurance Company in Kennesaw. They've been protecting this area for over 50 years in a relaxing and friendly environment. Berg Insurance is a very proud supporter of all the area high school sports and would like to wish the athletes the very best of luck. Berg Insurance in Kennesaw. Relax, we've got you covered. Tubbs Pub in Sumner offers daily lunch and dinner specials, including the best prime rib around. For great home cooking without the dishes, get to Tubbs Pub today, a proud supporter of all area wrestlers. To learn more about seed treatment options for your farm, contact Tom or Jamie Madsen of Madsen Seed in Minden, your local Pioneer sales representative. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. Taking this time to say congratulations, Whippets, and best of luck on the mat, we're so proud of you. Time now for the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Doug Duda, Larry Baker here at uh, Cambridge where a uh, fun meet was wrestled this afternoon and uh, finals moved along at about the pace that made it fun to call. And it started off with a bang. We had a lot of good early matches here in the finals. Three overtime matches out of the first four. Yeah, they were great matches, I felt, uh, as they went. Um, you know, one of the interesting pieces that came out of it, especially in the overtime matches, normally the aggressor is who wins those matches, Doug. And what we saw in those is that the aggressor didn't win those matches. The aggressor ended up giving up one big shot at the end. Uh, and lost some of those, but awfully good matches. Well, let's take a look at the top five. Arapahoe fifth with 75, Southwest fourth with 106, Elm Creek third with 111, Franklin second with 129, and uh, taking the championship with 233 pounds is Amherst, and we uh, welcome in the head coach of the Amherst Broncos in uh, Tyler Herman, and coach, uh, congratulations on the district championship uh, you had a lot of wins here in this last round. Yeah, thank you. It was a good weekend for us. Um, obviously, we had 12 varsity kids in the in the lineup today. We were short. They didn't have anybody at 138 or 220, so to qualify all 12 and, and taking all 12 to Omaha is a huge accomplishment for our kids. And, and we did a good job with uh, five individual champions. And, you know, we got a lot of work in front of us, but overall we're going to kind of let this soak in tonight and celebrate a little bit and, and be happy about things and then get back to work on Monday. Tyler, do you feel like kind of the way this thing went today, that's how it'll have to go for you to get what you want next week? Like, you're going to have to be willing to grind some of these in a different fashion than you've done it in the past? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're going to have to win it on depth next week. You know, having 12 guys helps. It looks like Elkhorn Valley is going to have seven. Burwell's got six. Creighton's going to have five. Um, the thing about those teams is they got some, some big guns that a lot of kids that could probably make the finals, and we're going to have to put our own kids in the finals and, and then have a lot of kids on the backside uh, doing well for us. It's going to be a dogfight. You know, when I did the, the final set of ratings this last weekend, I said the top five could finish in any order. It's going to come down to who's wrestling best in Omaha, and I believe that. It's going to come down to who's wrestling well at the right time, and, and those top five teams are all solid. You talked about it in a different spot here. There's no other team that's really going to be able to bring the numbers that, that you brought, but does that mean D is coming up? or that some of the top teams are losing some of the kids? How, how is the D-meet going to play out this year? Well, I think it's going to come down to who can maybe score 100 to 115 points. 
um, in Class D this year. In the last two years, we scored 241.5 and, and 201.5, and, and, and that's not going to be the situation this year. So if two can get to about that 110 mark, I suppose, 115 maybe, it's probably going to be your Class D state champion and win the team title. You know, it's, it's just a lot more parity this year, it seems like. You know, you got some really good teams up there in the top five, and even your six, seven, and eight are pretty darn solid and, and have good individuals. So it's kind of a, a different look to it this year than what it's been the last two or three years. But it's exciting, um, maybe a little more stressful uh, yeah. for me as a coach, but I guess more exciting for the fans. Tyler, talk going to a little bit of an individual to hear Peyton Cumston in the finals. You know, what What do you take away from that match where he really dominates the position on his feet, is in numerous situations to score there, and gives up the one score at the end off what looked like maybe the one shot the guy kind of took all day in a sense. What, what, what do you take away from that? Just tell the kid, look, stay on your offense, we got to finish and we'll be fine. Or does that deal, is that a little devastating to him, the way he lost that? You know, he took it pretty hard. He was wanting to win that match. He had a big win in the semifinals and, and wanted to finish as a district champion. But you said it, you were, you know, dead on there, Larry, with the, the not finishing the shots. That was the thing. We were in deep on about three or four shots in the last minute of the match. We finished one of those. We win the match, you know. When you get in that deep and you got that foot pitted high, you got you to gotta bump in the guy. You got to off-balance him a little bit. That way, when you do come down to the ground, you know, he can't wither you. Um, and, and that was the, really the biggest difference in that match is not finishing the shots when we had a chance to. If we do that, you know, it's a different outcome. At the same time, when he's in on our, our legs, we got to defend a little bit better too. You know, I know you know Peyton's sneaking offense all the time, and that's great, and that's what we want. But when he does attack the legs, we got to respond and react there as well. But you know, I told him 126 is deep. 126 is the best weight class in Class D. You have 10 kids in that weight that all have state medals in their collection. So you're gonna have four kids next week that have medaled that that won't get one this week. We're talking for another minute here with Tyler Herman of uh, Amherst. They bring home the district championship. Then Trace Bosch uh, gets your first district championship today. He has to come from behind and ends up winning in overtime. Yeah, you know, he did a nice job there at the end, scoring, getting a reversal, and then the takedown in overtime. The biggest thing with Trace is he's got to get his motor going a little bit earlier. You know, he's got to get his, his uh, fire his shots off a little bit sooner and finish them. That's the biggest thing. He can get in on the legs a lot, but it's just a matter of getting the corner and finishing. And- you know. The one thing uh, to that, Tyler, is that, that I saw in Trace, so that's how he got beat in the state semis last year, hanging on and hanging on and hanging on. And I felt in that match, fine. And he's doing the same thing in the first period, get in, hang on, get in, hang on. And I thought, they're late, he finally finished. Yeah, that last takedown he got there in, in overtime was a situation where he did turn the corner. He didn't hit and stop. He, he got in on the leg and he turned the corner and finished quickly, and that's what he needs to do. And he's capable of doing that. It's just a kind of a mental thing sometimes. And, and we had talked about getting off the bottom. You know, sometimes you like to hang out on bottom. It's a situation where you got to score right away. You got to chain wrestle. And, and he's getting there. You know, he just got back uh, mid January. So, you know, he's finally getting the rust off a little bit and kind of going in the direction he wants to go. Well, uh, you'll be asked this a million times over the next week. You are officially going to be going through your final couple of weeks here as the Amherst wrestling coach accepted a position in Kearney um, and a non-wrestling position for those folks that are listening in. But you'll think about it, I'm sure, after it's over. But how, how do you approach it here this week, next week? Everybody asking you, can you win your next state title? What's it feel like? Uh, so this is your final district championship. Uh, you'll, I guess, the first step here because you go for the end individuals next week and then you go for the duels in two weeks no it's just business as usual um i talked to the kids tuesday morning and told them i had accepted the dina students position at carney high and you know kind of got that out of the way and i told them you know what the next three weeks we got business to take care of 
And, you know, nothing changes where our goal is still to win a district title, a state title in Omaha, and a state dual title in Kearney. So, you know, we're pretty, we're dialed in, we're focused on the task at hand, and, and you know, that's what we want to do. You know, we set our goals to do that at the beginning of the season, and, and nothing's changed. You know, our, our kids are focused, they got the, the blinders on, and, and, you know, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna stop us. You know, that mindset that we have to, to be on top of the podium again as a team is, is what's keeping us trucking along here, and, and it's gonna keep motivating us the next, the next two weeks. Well, we'll hear a lot from the kids tomorrow. Uh, Coach always brings them over to the wrestling alley, and we look forward to seeing you uh, tomorrow. So take care of Valentine's Day, and then uh, we'll take care of wrestling over the next couple of weeks. Coach, again, congratulations. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. That's Tyler Herman, head wrestling coach of the Amherst Broncos, and they win it here today, and will go for their seventh consecutive state championship next week. We'll be back with another coach interview and the final results. Then we'll be back to Grand Island for the Heartland Hoops Classic, so keep it all here on Classic Hits. The Bank of Bertrand thanks you for your business and welcomes you to this sports broadcast. The Bank of Bertrand is your full-service hometown bank and invites you to stop in and see them for all your banking, from commercial to personal. The Bank of Bertrand, member FDIC. Best of luck to all the area athletes. CHS Agri-Service Center is proud of the area athletes and wishes them good luck in the game. CHS Agri-Service Center in Alma, Holdridge, Bertrand, Loomis, Roseland, Smithfield, Overton, Bladen, Blue Hill, and Elm Creek. People and resources you can count on always. Headley Drug in Minden is your hometown Health Mart pharmacy, carrying Mueller Sporting Goods and Hallmark. At Pedley Drug, you see your neighbors and friends helping you, like Jeff, Tammy, and McCain. Pedley Drug accepts most insurance and Medicare plans. Best of luck, wrestlers. This is Ron Wall with Cargill Ag Horizons Marketing Services. I bring Cargill's global knowledge to your home or office by delivering unique insights that can benefit your operation. To learn more about how our disciplined approach to risk management can benefit your operation, Call me, Cargill, helping farmers prosper. Best of luck, wrestlers, from Terry and Jason Stark of New Tech Seed, your yield leaders. Find a New Tech Seed dealer in your area. Proud to support our area wrestlers. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and surrounding areas rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed rep. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for this area. Best of luck at state to all the wrestlers and coaches from Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer dealer. Welcome back here to Cambridge in the D3 District Wrestling Meet. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, glad to have you along with us on this Saturday afternoon. After one quarter, Adam Central 13-9 over Columbus Scotus at the Heartland Hoops Classic. That game currently airing on ESPN Radio. And then the final three games will be here on Classic Hits starting at 5.30 with St. Cecilia taking on Sydney. And then it is Aurora taking on the uh, squad from Bishop Newman, and then Aurora, Aurora, Colorado's Overland High School will play Omaha South in the final game at 9.15, and we'll have our wrestling rally tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock. Having a couple of more coaches to uh, come up and chat with us here, uh, but uh, first let's run down the final results that we had today, and uh, Larry, always like to get your insights as I uh, get things pulled up here. Your, your thoughts on, on what the top couple of moments were here today because uh, there were there were many of them and again some of them involved Amherst in a different way but you saw Franklin Southwest SEM some schools move up the old chain here today yeah the thing that I loved is to be honest uh, the parody uh, not only in this district but you're going to have you know several of these classes this year Doug it's going to be the race to 100 the way it was in the old days uh, at the state meet and you saw that today uh, SEM leaves with a champ. Pleasanton leaves with a champ. 
it was great to see our area schools wrestle well, but seeing those kids, all of those kids we talked about, they're going to go down to Omaha with a legitimate chance. Pleasanton's got a shot. You know, they could stick two in the finals uh, next week. SEM will have some shots at some medals. So that really was the big thing that I took away from today is that parity. I don't know that there was that one match moment that jumped out at me in the finals anyway, but I really uh, appreciated that in today that, that uh, kind of the parody's back in a sense. Well, we are efforting uh, Coach Hoffman from Franklin as they got the runner-up trophy here today. And uh, while we do that, let's run down a few of the uh, results that we had. At 106 pounds, third place goes to Hunter Cobb of Amherst, 7-2 to over Kent Ray of Elwood. And then the championship, Tayton Eggleston of South Loop, the freshman, is a winner by pin over Alex Felzine of Franklin in 522. At 113 pounds in the consolation match, Zach Olson of Twin Loop, a 9-1 major decision over Landon Hopkins of Sandhill Stedford. And in the championship, Trace Bosch of Amherst rallies for a 6-4 sudden victory over Drew Gusick of Franklin. At 120 pounds, in third place, Sam Florell of Amherst over Brody Metzler of Eustace Farnham in a pin at 149. And in the championship, it was another overtime, Caden Guerrero of Southwest, the freshman, 39-1, over Pleasanton freshman Tyler Pulaski, 9-7 in an outstanding match there. At 126 pounds, third place goes to Dylan McKeel of Sandhill Stedford. Pin in 130 over Sid Simons of Stapleton. And in the championship, Keith Helm of Southwest, a 42-2 senior now, gets the overtime 5-3 victory against Peyton Cumston of Amherst. At 132 with the third-place match, it is Seth Simons. He's able to take home all the uh, third-place action with a win over Braden Cumston of Amherst in a pin at 151. And in the championship, Jeff West of Elm Creek, a 3-2 decision over Ben Bogle of Elwood. At 138 pounds, third place to Riley Nichols of Elm Creek, pinning J.T. Bradley of Sandhill Stedford at a minute 35. And in the finals, Brody Lewis was about as dominating as anybody today over Connor Bonjoff, who is a great wrestler, and he was able to win it by a score of 5 to nothing. At 145 pounds, third place goes to Matthew Sweet of Franklin, a pin in 140 over J.W. Schroeder of Twin Loop. And in the finals, Devin Walker of Elm Creek with a late takedown to beat Dawson Trampy of Amherst by a score of 3-1. to one. We'll look at the final seven weight classes right after this on the New West Post Game Show. Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dents and door dings, auto glass replacement, unicure spray baking booth that simulates a factory paint for a quicker dry time and better quality baked finish. Miller Body Shop in Minden. This broadcast is made possible by Clipper Publishing. Remember to read about our local athletes' accomplishments in the next issue of The Given Reporter, The Shelton Clipper, and The Wood River Sunbeam, or online at clipperpub.com. First Tier Bank is proud to support the area wrestlers. Online banking is one of the many services at First Tier Bank, Kearney, Elm Creek, and Holdridge. An equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Klingelhofer Well Drilling in Amherst would like to take this time to wish the area wrestlers the best of luck. Klingelhofer is a very proud supporter of high school athletics and academics. Try hard, do your best, and that makes you a winner on and off the mat. Good luck, Amherst wrestlers and coaches from Klingelhofer Well Drilling. Larry's Market in Shelton provides you with fresh foods, your own hometown party supplies, and deli sandwiches. 
Everything you need in Shelton. Why shop anywhere but Larry's Market in Shelton? Best of luck, wrestlers. Golden Harvest brand offers some of the highest yielding corn hybrids of any seed company in the area, and they're protected by the most advanced trait technology in the industry. So talk to Brent Woodman in Kennesaw today. Best of luck, wrestlers, from Brent and Sarah Woodman of Kennesaw. Continuing on with the New West Post Game Show and looking at the medal results here today at the D3 District at 152 pounds. Ashton Hammond of Alma took third with a 4-2 decision over Hunter Mowry of Cambridge and Colton Burke, the champion, by pinning Tony Volmer of SCM in 336. At 160 pounds, the third place medal goes to Colby Collier of Sand Hill Stedford, pinning Preston Walker of Elm Creek in 28 seconds. Kalen Klingelhofer of Amherst, the champion, pinning Garrett Fries of Southwest in a minute and 12. At 170, the third place medal goes to Seth Rosiski of Ansley Litchfield, a 7 nothing decision over Dalton Shimon of Arapahoe. Your champion is Jacob Klingelhofer of Amherst, pinning Cole Hewitt, of Sandhill Stedford in 222. At 182, third place goes to Hunter Stratman of Axtell, a 3-1 decision over Cole Eggie of Amherst, and Zach Kerner of Arapahoe is your 182-pound champion, the defending state runner-up, and a number one-ranked wrestler, an 8-4 decision over Trent Christiancy of Franklin. At 195 pounds, third place goes to Anthony Starr of Southwest, pinning Chase Miller of Anselmo Myrna in 57 seconds. The district champion, Dane Bogart of Amherst, pinning Grady Stunkel of Ansley Litchfield in 325. At 220 pounds, third place goes to Patrick Cure of Elm Creek in a 131 pin over Seth Andrews of Cambridge. And your champion, Polo Ramirez of SCM, he's able to pin Robert Gardner of Arapahoe in 148. And both of the heavyweight matches ended by pin. Third place to Jacob Peterson of Amherst over Tyler Schultz of Cambridge in 234. And in the championship, Trey Keeshaw of Pleasanton over A.J. Skaggs of Axtell by a pin in two minutes and 57 seconds. And those are the young men that are headed to the state wrestling tournament beginning Thursday for Class D. It is at 4 o'clock in Omaha. And we're pleased to have joined us here. Doug Duda and Larry Baker will be chatting now with the head wrestling coach at Franklin and Ryan Hoffman, whose team finished as the district runner-up today. And, Coach, congratulations. Thank you. Did you expect this coming in? Did it go better than you anticipated, or was this kind of where you thought you could be today? Uh, I kind of figured we could be in it. Um, was hoping, hoping to be in it at the end. You know, we had a couple other guys who had a shot and just didn't quite get it done um, we were hoping to put up a few more points but realistically we kind of figured we could be in that two three area so where do you think the the best part of the day was who maybe overachieved even in the finals uh, where do you think the best part of your day was um really our, our best part was our first round today we had some kids come out uh, the whole round and just kind of got after it and you know that kind of got us going a little bit and then uh, you know, it was good to see uh, our only senior, Sweet, at 45, you know, after losing in the semis, come back through and get into that third, fourth place match and then end up winning that match. So that was that was good to see. Coach, talk a little bit about uh, your guys' philosophy and how you're able to, you know, your lineup up and down the thing is just tough. They come forward. They're guys that will grind regardless of the score. Uh, how have you been able to install that uh, uh, in the Franklin Flyer uh, wrestling program? Well, a lot of it starts with just kind of the kids that we, we have in Franklin. They're just, you know, they they just like to go hard and they don't like to lose. So if you ask them to keep coming forward, usually they'll do it. And, you know, that's, I guess, 
that's what we want, so that's what we get. Um, you know, and I, I always tell them, you know, I don't, I don't care win or lose how the, the final ends up, but I don't ever want to see you quit in a match. You know, that's, that's not acceptable. And I think they figured that out, you know, throughout the year. And so we're, we're kind of over that. And, you know, we'll usually at least scrap with anybody until the end of the match. We're talking with Franklin coach Ryan Hoffman, the district runner-up here at the D3 in Cambridge. At what point was it before the season, some point during the season, that you knew you had a chance to to make some noise, have a chance at a plaque here, and and have some district champions and district runner-ups? Well, really, our our group of kids this year um, is pretty much, you know, plus one, two maybe. Um, Our team from last year that finished district runner-up, you know, we improved throughout the summer, hit getting a little wrestling in and things like that. And I really felt like if we could just a couple of them get over that little bit of a hump that was in front of them, you know, I felt like we could do that. Uh, we kind of saw it um, probably, you know, right before Christmas, we kind of started picking it up. And then, you know, in our tournament, we kind of picked it up a little bit more. And we just kind of had guys start winning some of those matches that we should be winning and not, not losing them. So, Talk about the four in the finals. You ended up going one and three, but three of those or two of those were uh, state-rated uh, top matchups where you were to come in as the underdog, but just overall how you thought your four kids did in the finals. You know, we wrestled tough. Uh, you know, we kept we kept going. We kept trying. You know, we gave up some points we probably shouldn't have, but you're going to have that. Um, you know, I was happy with it. You know, I would like to have went four for four, but, you know, in, in all reality, that's probably not realistic yet. So, you know, as long as we, you know, fix a few things and, you know, maybe we can get another shot at those guys at state and, and then see what happens. Obviously, Brody, out of those four, as the district champion, has the best chance to be in the parade of champions. And if he does and gets on the right side of the bracket here, what a final that could be. Uh, he looked virtually flawless out there in his match today against a very good Bonjop kid. Yeah, he wrestled pretty well. You know, we would like to put up some more points. Um, you know, that's one thing Brody's been getting better at this year. Uh, you know, he's really been putting points on guys and on good kids. Um, you know, so if he can keep coming, I think I think he'll be all right. He's 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 wrestling pretty well, so we'll see how it, see how it ends up. You know, the draws will make a difference. Um, <laughs> as far as difficulty, you know, getting getting to that finals match, but you know, you got you got to beat everybody there, so it doesn't really matter. You know, where you end up in the draw, if you you know you got to beat them. Now, last year we didn't have the ideal draw at the state tournament, Brody, but. Um, you know, he came through it and ended up where we wanted to be. So. All right, Ryan, thanks for giving us some time. Continue to uh, watch that Franklin program grow, and a congratulations on another plaque here. We'll see you in Omaha. Yeah, thank you, guys. That's the head coach of the Franklin Flyers, Ryan Hoffman. He joins us here as we will take one final break and uh, wrap things up from the D3 District Wrestling Meet in Cambridge right after this. The Exchange Bank of Gibbon for all you need in banking, checking, savings, and loans, small-town banking at its best. Best of luck, wrestlers, from the Exchange Bank in Gibbon, member FDIC. Office equipment, supplies, and service. That's what LaserTech of Nebraska offers you. LaserTech, putting the serve back in service. Doing what can't be done every day and the impossible with two days' notice. LaserTech in sunny downtown Shelton. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They've been providing insurance solutions to their customers in South Central Nebraska since 1885. Good luck, wrestlers. 
DuPont Pioneer Refuge Solutions provide an insect protection choice that's just right for any operation to help you get the most out of every acre. Talk about simple, it's Refuge Simplified. For more information, call your Pioneer sales professional, Craig Weegis, science with service, delivering success. Good luck, wrestlers. Update from the Heartland Hoop Classic on ESPN 1460 and 1550 at halftime. Adams Central, number three in C1, and Columbus Scotus, number two, are now tied at 24. Earlier today, Amherst beat Bruning Davenport Shickley 70-40. Riverside over Clearwater Orchard 71-48. Winnebago hits a three at the horn to beat Gothenburg 80-78. And Seward beat Grand Island Central Catholic 57-25. And then as we said earlier, the final three games uh, starting at 5.30 back here on Classic Hits, but you can hear the Adams Central game right now on ESPN 1460 and 1550. We'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow. We've got three days down at the State Wrestling Tournament. Larry, we'll have the semifinals broadcasting live at 5 o'clock on Friday, so over four hours of whoa, the best wrestling uh, of the year. We'll have the Doug and Daddy show Thursday and Friday to talk uh, about it as well. But uh, an era is going to be turning over here in the next three weeks uh, at Amherst, and it's an era that was there before Coach Herman, who's still very young. He has helped grow immensely, a dynasty that you may not see either ever again or a long, long time. And if you do see it again, it might be the next guy at Amherst. Yeah, and I think a couple of things that I think are interesting with that. First, I don't know if you will. I do think they're going to win a state championship next week. Seven at a lower class level, it's so hard. You know, you can have two or three where you get a bunch of kids to come through, but seven is a dynasty. That means you, you didn't have a great run of kids. You did it with a bunch of different kids. But one of the things you talk about, Amherst many times gets um, uh, accused of the recruiting Carney bit. And they're yeah. just Carney uh, North, people will refer to it as, or Carney West. And, you know, uh, everybody knows Dave Klingelhofer, of course, um, in the uh, uh, corner, Tyler's assistant. One of the interesting things that I've seen is having been close to that program, competing against it for all those years, um, it's not a Carney West in a sense uh at all they're all Amherst kids and they've all it's a long line of kids the you know when you look at the Dibberns Trampies Klingelhoffers and so on you know the one name that's been a consistent there has been Klingelhoffers and I was visiting with Dave here oh it's been some time ago we were talking about how many you know Dave's got a bunch of grandkids now he's got five (laughs) or six grandkids four or five of them are grandsons and I was talking to him about how many are still coming will this thing continue and he talked about right now there's like 10 or 12 Klingelhoffers in the elementary. So then we kind of started talking about the history. And, you know, there are a lot of great families and family history in Nebraska. And when you start talking about the Klingelhoffers, you start getting to like one of the first families of wrestling, really. When you look at it, if you go, if you look at a state wrestling history with the name Klingelhofer, that direct, like maybe a, it was a Klingelhofer woman that had married somebody, right? But the direct Klingelhofer bit. You've got uh, 15 different wrestlers over 47 years, Doug. <laughs> that has spanned 47 years. 43 different state, uh, state tournament appearances, 26 medals, 13 state finals matches, all this one family, six championships, uh, five state championships, one two-time state champion. Of course, that was Dave's son, Logan. 
And then, of course, you've got seven of them that have been on state championship teams. And if you were to list all of them and their accomplishments, it's amazing. Dave Klingelhofer himself was a state champion. His eldest son was a state runner-up. The middle boy, two-time state champion. And his youngest son was a two-time finalist and a state champ. So it is amazing when you look at it. I have no idea what direction that Amherst is, is going to go as far as their next wrestling coach. My guess is there's a pretty good chance it probably will have the name Klingelhofer in it somewhere. It's been amazing. Head coaches get a lot of credit, and they should, but assistant coaches and guys that run little kids' programs and herd the town in these small towns, I always call it, there's always a town herder, if you will. <laughs> if, if you need a place to live, a place to go, who do I call for this? There's usually that one name. Dave Klingelhofer is that guy in Amherst. Uh, so I think it's just an interesting piece, and someday he'll be in the Hall of Fame uh, as he should be. Uh, so I, I just I, I find it kind of interesting because, as you said, that Tyler Dave era is going to come to an end here, and uh, hopefully there's a, a big future forward for Amherst. I'm sure there will be. You can't have that many Klingelhofer boys in a little school like that and not have it work out that way for you. But I just found that astounding and uh, something that was definitely worth mentioning. Top-rate people. They're great for kids. And uh, that's a long line. You know, there's always the two or three brothers that do well in some place. But, my goodness, 47 years? You know, think about this 20 years from now when all these little shavers are coming back through. We'll talk about it again, and you'll be talking about 67 years of Klingelhoffers. We're going to talk a lot more about it tomorrow on the 18th Annual Classic Hits Wrestling Rally. And that is uh, going to begin at 3 here on Classic Hits, talking with head coaches from the area and a variety of district, uh, well, state placers, uh, state qualifiers as well. And our wrestling coverage brought to you by Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed representative. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field with Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer. Science with service delivering success. We talked a little while ago about the uh, Carney and uh, Gra- and Hastings kids that qualified for state in the A1. Carney was the runner-up in that district. We go to the uh, A4 district where Grand Island is. The Islanders will end up winning it 183 and a half to 180 over uh, Omaha Burke. So uh, Grand Island. Uh, in the top ten, ranked number seven in most spots, but uh, Larry, uh, they're not predicted to be in the uh, state uh, run here, but they do come away as district champions, which is going to solidify them a spot in the uh, state duels tournament. And here are the Islanders that uh, qualified for state today. Alicio Ramirez was fourth at 106. Emerson Urbina third at 113. At 120, Colton Silva uh, gets in as well. At 126, Skylar Schmidt is your champion. At 132, Zach Kuda is fourth. Uh, Tyler Longland finishes fourth at 138. Blake Cohen is the runner-up at 145 pounds. At 152, Chris Doty is going to finish as the runner-up. At 160, Tim Reese is the champion. Joey Rodriguez of Grand Island, third at 170. And at 100, and uh, let's see, we move up to Brent Garcia, the champ at 220, and Gage Grinnell of Grand Island, the winner at heavyweight. So there is what we had for you in Class A. We have the ability to take a look at what's going on in some of the uh, Class B districts as well. The District 4 uh, going on out at Sydney, and it's still going on. Scotts Bluff, 181 points. Adams Central with the 175 and a half right now. Adams Central kind of predicted to win that, but uh, they may come up just short to Scotts Bluff. Yeah, geez. 
those kids can just stop by the wrestling rally tomorrow on their way home. <laughs> Holy cow. For, for uh, our area, Jacob Kubica finished third at 106 pounds from uh, Adams Central. Nolan Berry, the runner-up, at 113 pounds from Adams Central. At 120, Devin Gilliland is your champion. Jace Rasmussen of Kozad was fourth at uh, 132 Alex DeSantiago of Lexington, second. Peyton Broderick of Adam Central, third. Zach Holbert of Holdridge, fourth. At 138, Devin Longston of Holdridge is the runner-up. At 145, Mark Zesker of Adam Central, the winner. Thomas Margrets of Lexington was second. Colton Hines of Kozad, fourth. Then we move on to 160. Preston Melroy of Holdridge was the winner. At 170, Corey Brown of Adam Central in fourth place. And that is where they are currently wrestling at now out in the uh, B4 district. So we'll see if Adam Central can uh, put some noise together uh, there as well. The B3 district, I don't think we've given you an update uh, on that one as of yet, so let's try and uh, do that here for you before we uh, move along. want to give you a few more here while we have some time. We'll take a final break and be back with more after this. When it's time to buy a new mattress, ask yourself a few questions. How are you going to get that new one home? Who is going to carry the old set to the spare bedroom and then dispose of the ancient mattress on that bed? This is Doug Bruce, and when you buy a new sort of mattress from Bruce Furniture, we take care of all that moving with absolutely no extra charge. Not $40, $50, or $60. It's all free. And we might even wash the dishes and carry out the trash. Bruce Furniture, just right for you. Five Points Bank cash management customers easily access their company's banking securely and accurately online. Now, Five Points Bank is giving our cash management customers even more control and security. Introducing Mobile Bank All for Businesses. I'm Jason Zollner, co-owner and general manager of Anderson Ford. Five Points Bank's cash management online banking gives us the best technology, allowing us to have dual control on transferring money, approving wires, and monitoring account activity anytime, anywhere with Mobile Bank All for Business, only from Five Points Bank. Now let's take a look at a few more results here. They are all done at the B3 District Wrestling Meet at York. Columbus Scotus wins it with 187. York second with 156.5. Then Skyler, Fairbury, Aurora fifth at 116. Northwest was seventh with 94 points. Let's give you a few of the uh, results for the area kids that have made it to state. Grayson Freeze of Northwest at 106 was fourth at 113. Zach Trumbull of Aurora was your winner. At 120, Trevor Albert of Aurora was the winner. At 132, Levi Sabal of Aurora was third. Then we go up to 145, no one from the area. We'll scroll down to the bigger weights. Austin Cooper of Northwest was the runner-up at 160. Preston Dibbert of Aurora was fourth at 170. At 195, Jared Peters of Aurora finished in third place. Austin Damon of Northwest was fourth at 220 pounds. And Mark Zapata of Northwest, your champion at heavyweight, Cam Collin of Aurora, finished in third place. Moving along to a Class C, the District 3 meet going on at Gibbon. It has wrapped up. It looks like Central City is going to win it with a 171 points. Gibbon was second with 147. St. Paul was third with 134. And then Shelton Kennesaw finished in fourth place today with 117 points. Uh, a lot of uh, kids from the area qualifying for state. Tyler Cunningham of St. Paul at 106 is your champ. 
Kobe Brandenburg of Central City, Michael Counts of Shelton Kennesaw, and Lucas Williams of Donovan Trumbull. Uh, 113, it's Evan Waddington of Wood River, Chase Smith of Gibbon, Jacob Pezzoza of St. Paul, the top three. At 120, Kalen Cumming of Centura, the champ. Lane Brown of Gibbon finishes third. At 126, Wyatt Allen of Wood River, the winner. James Price of Centura, the runner-up. Jared Holinsky of St. Paul, third. Tanner Staub of Central Catholic was fourth. At 132, Vinny Pearson of Gibbon, the winner. Chase Bond of Wood River, third. And Troy Vanderheiden of Central City, fourth. At 138, Jeremiah Dickinson of Central City, the winner. Chet Quist of Donovan Trumbull, the runner-up. Peyton McCord of Centura was third. At 145, Jacob Tracy of Gibbon, the winner. Justin Shipman of Red Cloud Blue Hill, the runner-up. Ryan Jurgensen of St. Paul was third. At 152, Stephen Duffy of Shelton Kennesaw, the winner. Gavin Bushcutter of South Central Unified was the runner-up. And Austin Walton of Central Catholic was fourth. At 160, Ryan Malasik of Central City, the winner. Daniel Duffy of Shelton Kennesaw, third. Dallas Bruning of South Central Unified, uh, third. Duffy, second. Mitch Kruger of Red Cloud Blue Hill, fourth. At 170, David Gross of St. Paul, the winner. Then it's Josh Punchakar of Central Catholic, second. Brad Bosch of Donovan Trumbull, third. At 82, Jack Duffy of Shelton Kennesaw, the winner. Dylan Bushkow of Red Cloud Blue Hill, the runner-up. Brad Skoke of Central City, third. 195, Marshall Mikowski of Central City, the winner. Colton Brown of Gibbon, second. Hunter Koshin of St. Paul was fourth at 220. Wood River's Keaton Husak is third, and Colin Smith of Gibbon, fourth at heavyweight. Hunter Miller of Cross County beat Ozzie Rodriguez of Gibbon, three to two. Rodriguez, the runner-up. Lane Johnson of Central City, third. And Junior Sacita of Shelton Kennesaw finished in fourth. There's still wrestling in the C4 district meet that is going on in uh, Broken Bow, but Valentine running away with the district title there. Broken Bow is in second, 232 to 146 and a half. Kearney Catholic third with 131 and a half. And Bridgeport setting in fourth at last check with 120 points. They are currently wrestling the 195-pound weight class uh, at this point up at the C4 going on in Broken Bow, but we do have the information to give you as far as the uh, final results for those kids that have wrestled. At 106, it is Talon Petska of Ord finishing fourth. At 113, it is uh, going to be Broken Bow, Spencer Gaffney third, and Brad Zanell of Carney Catholic finished in fourth. At the 120-pound weight class, it was Tyler Tobler of Ravenna, the runner-up. Zach Rogers of Kearney Catholic finished in fourth. 126 at the B4 at Broken Bow. Eric Pacheco of Kearney Catholic is your district champion. At 132, Carter Fleshman of Kearney Catholic is the runner-up. Uh, lost 4-2 to in the final. Dabelski of Gordon Rushville. At 138, Jack Keating of Kearney Catholic is third. At 145, Connor Burquist of Southern Valley, your champ. Joseph Feldner of Kearney Catholic, the winner at 152. At 160, Jacob Gappa of Kearney Catholic comes all the way back to finish fourth. At 170, Sam Folkers of Ravenna third. Gavin Trompke of Ord fourth. Cade Swoboda of Ord is the champ at 182. Jared Curlow of Arcadia Loop City finished in third place. At 195, Tyson McDowell of Minden was fourth. And at heavyweight, Lane Ruby of Arcadia Loop City ends up being your district champion in the C4 meet. And that's plenty of post-game here. Larry, uh, we know a lot more today than we usually know at this time of the day. Yeah, it's amazing. I was just thinking as you were going through that, Doug, I remember the old days uh, when you'd try to get texts, and I remember before literally there were texts, and <laughs> you were calling guys and trying to get it figured out and written down, and then a lot of times you just had to wait and see what the NSAA finally put up. 
you just gave everybody in our area, everybody that qualified and how it all came out. And now we all just sit and wait for the draw. By the time I get home tonight, I bet it's pretty close. I'll bet they have it. Well, now we have to uh, pack up, get out of here, and uh, get ready for the wrestling rally tomorrow. We want to thank uh, Josh Graves and all the folks here at Cambridge for their hospitality. And you've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show, certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today here at the D3. Amherst is your winner. Franklin is your runner-up. Then Southwest and Elm Creek and Arapahoe, your district champions. Tate Nagelstead of South Loop. From Amherst, it was Trace Bosch along with Colton Burke, Kalen and Jacob Klingelhofer, and Dane Bogard. Southwest, Caden Guerrero and Keith Helm. From Elm Creek, Jeffrey West and Devin Walker. Brody Lewis of Franklin along with Zach Kerner of Arapahoe, Polo Ramirez of SEM, and Trey Keyshaw of Pleasanton. See you in Omaha, Larry. You got it. I can't wait. Don't forget, the Heartland Hoops Classic will continue at 530 here on Classic Hits. It's currently Adam Central and Columbus Scotus right now on ESPN Radio. For our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you at the state meet in Omaha and tomorrow at 3 for the Classic Hits Wrestling Rally. Proceeding has been a KKPR sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com. It's refund.